0: I said welcome to welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe
1: Prayno. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio.
3: In Venice <laughs> <Dennis> Beach, California. <laughs> what, what is that about? Officially the 420 episode, Are you just fucking baked out of your mind? I can't believe... By the way, let's just start with this. You ended up doing the lines on your head. You, for some... G- Unknown Reason decided to do just one side. Did they ask you which side? And you're like, the side of the face is prey now. Like, I got to look at this now. I purposely did my left side.
2: So I went to... Because that was the dent side? Yeah, it was the dent side. <laughs> exactly. It's got meaning. So, Don't look,
3: my look at my eye. Look at the lines in my face.
2: So I went to uh, Exquisite, not what it's called. Yeah. And uh, my boy Trippy. I asked his name eight times. Yeah. Ebron, Eron, is is that a, is that a Spanish name? I, I, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at EJ over it's here. He's a tight end on the Lions' name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but he kept saying his name, and then he's like, "No, man, they call me Trippy, bro." He's like, "Don't forget the real name." And then he kept asking me my name. He's like, "Yo, I keep forgetting your name, bro." And, and then he had his You're name, like Tricky,
3: Tricky, <laughs> Tricky, Tricky. He even had,
2: and then he pulled around his hat. And he goes, "See, Trippy. It says Trippy on my hat. I'm Trippy," and. He was for sure stoned out of his mind because my lines aren't straight, but I think that gives another cool. Actually, edge. I
3: think it's better than if they were straight. I think
2: it's a. Co- I think it looks cool.
3: I mean, it definitely doesn't look cool, but it's better than if it was straight. He's
2: like, "Yo, man, you want to do lines, bro?" He's like, "He's like, oh, you're gonna get that swag. I see what you're doing."
3: And I was like, "Exactly." Has, ha, like, what is the reaction when when I showed my girlfriend? She goes, "Did he lose a bet?" <laughs> Like what? Have you gotten any reaction? How about the ladies that you're hanging? You've been hanging with? Uh, every
2: girl on the street wants to fuck me. Uh, strangers oh, okay. <laughs> coming up to me. Uh, girls I do know are coming up to me. They want to rub their titties in my lines. It's
3: it's pretty amazing. I'm not gonna lie. Now, what's the actual reaction, man?
2: <laughs> uh. Well, here's the deal. I, uh, <laughs> no one has said anything to me. I do have a little swagger. You know, I was walking through. But you have,
3: don't you have, you you have a lady you've been seeing? I do. And has she seen the lines? Uh, no one has seen the lines in person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Except us here at the Dirty Sports Podcast.
2: Uh, yes. And then I did ask, I was out at my pool the other day, and nobody had said anything, and I was, to be honest, I was kind of disappointed, and, uh. <laughs> I said something to You're the- You
3: are like, yo, guys, I got lines, by the way, in case anybody was wondering. I said something to the mayor,
2: you know, the mayor of Savage Town. I said, yo, dude, you see the lines? He's like, yeah, I was going to ask, what's up with that? And then when Dr. Margaret walked out, she walked uh, out yesterday, too. She's like, oh, my God, what
3: happened? Did you have surgery?
2: And, and I said, uh, and, then, and then the mayor goes to her, he goes, what do you think Andy's haircut? And I don't think she saw the line side, and she just goes, looks very German. And I was like, oh, man- Nobody's noticing the lines, and I felt bad. You know, her family had to escape the Holocaust in Germany, so I was like, "Man, so not a compliment." Yes, not a compliment.
3: <laughs> I think it looks fresh, though. Can you zoom in on these? Can you zoom in on these lines? I mean, from this angle, it's un- it's like incredible with, th- the, I- with the light in the background. I think it looks great. In so fact- you went into exquisite, and you just waited. You you just did a Christopher Walken, and you sat there and just waited for. Whoever was up next? No, I went in the day before and I knew it'd be a good spot. Yeah.
2: Because I went in
3: the day before and there was three dudes from three different races waiting. Let's talk about let's talk about the uh, notorious B. I. G. painting that they have in there. That's that's the best painting since the Centaur.
2: The Tupac one's just as good.
3: Yeah. I mean if you're if you're a West Coast guy. The
2: Marilyn Monroe one, it's all the same painter. They got yeah. good ones. Yeah. So I went in there the day before and there was a black dude, a Mexican dude, and a white dude all waiting. So I was like, oh, this is a very eclectic barber shop, very Venice like. So I go to the dude with the beard and all yeah, it was a
3: black dude, a white dude, uh Mexican dude, and a homeless guy. They all cut hair there. <laughs> <laughs> so the dude
2: with all the tattoos and and the big beard, he didn't understand about going the next day. He's like he's like, yo, man, there's a line, it's gonna be like an hour and a half, and I go, I can't do that. I go, how about tomorrow? And he goes, like an appointment? I go yeah like an appointment and he pulls out this ratty notebook with just random words on it and he goes what time and I was like how about 11 a.m. and he's like that's cool so then I go in the next day and and he's smoking a joint outside the barbershop shop with it looks like a customer and then they go in and I walk in and I was like hey man uh, I had 11 a.m. appointment and he and he points to what definitely does not read anything like Andy and he's like oh that's you and he's like oh yeah I forgot hey Trippy can you get this guy. And then Trippy took care of me, but Trippy was a fan of the lines. <laughs> Tri- Trippy was like, "Yo, you doing that swag?" That's what Tri- 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 Trippy kept talking about, you know. And he announced it to the whole barber shop when I left. He's like, "Yo, man, look at his lines, bro!" And I did a twirl. Did he pay-
3: take a picture for his Instagram? He did not. Oh man, that's how you know you made it. But he told me, he goes. <laughs> but he told me he would next time. <laughs> he,
2: what Trippy told me was, he said. Uh, I said, well, how's this going to grow back and shit? He's like, yo man, just come in here in like 10 days and I'll fucking, I'll get, I'll get it looking fresh again. I can, you know, spruce it up again. So yeah. And you know what? This is the beginning of lots of weird shit with my hair
3: because that's kind of, you know what this reminds me of when I was, uh, 14. No, when I was like 22, 23, I, uh, my buddy who's a, a rapper well, Doug Ray, who, who has a, the now defunct. Short-lived uh, attempt for a dirty sports song. He used to do the Kooks theme song. Yeah, I know Doug. He went on. Uh, he went on tour and he was like, "Hey, dude, come tour manage me." He's like, "You'll you basically you'll drive. Like, we'll do all this shit. Like, you'll just be in charge of the tour." It was just him and me, basically. on tour. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, all right." So the night before he left for a tour, I got into a bar fight and I got my fucking ear just mangled. Some guy like kicked my fucking ear in, and it was all smashed up. And I was driving my right ear, and we got on tour, and he was like, yo, you're, he's like, I can't look at your ear, bro. He's like, it's fucked up. And then he's like, forget it. You're not driving the rest of the tour. And he's like, not until your ear uh, heals. I have to look at this this side, and it's just like, it's the only thing I can look at. You're comparing your fucking, your, your fucking weird weird lines. Your mangled ear. Yeah, because I can't stop looking at it. With and I kind of mind- want to make you switch sides of the couch with me. Do you know it looks good? I think it looks great. I mean, it's there. That's for sure. Yeah? I mean, you just went one side. Why would you go both sides? Symmetry? What's the deal? <laughs> I don't know.
2: No, here, no, because here's the thing, dude. To me, this is— I mean, is, why
3: would you go either side is my question.
2: No, because here's the thing. Like, when I look at—let's be honest. Most people with lines are black dudes. When you look at black dudes' hair, mm-hmm. they don't go both sides. I don't know. I, do you watch the NBA? Black dude's got some cool designs. That's where I want to go. I want to. I want him to get like thrust in the side of my head. Now uh, just,
3: you're going full Anthony Mason now. Like let's let's in put God's hands. <laughs> Cha-ching. Yeah.
2: Let's just let's just do. Uh, what was the, was that the rallies commercial that he had? Who? What was the rallies commercial back in the day?
3: Rallies.
2: Yeah, dude, rallies. Dude,
3: I, I'm from New York, state Anthony, and New York State. Like they don't have fucking rallies.
2: Anthony Mason. Somebody look this up. Not now or if you're listening to the show, whatever. Anthony
3: Mason had a rallies commercial? Anthony Mason. Or Dennis
2: Rodman had the I think it was Seth Green's first big commercial was the Cha Ching. It was like Cha Ching. It was a big national ad. Somebody had Cha Ching in their hair.
3: We don't have fucking rallies.
2: You guys don't have it?
3: Nope. Anyway. Lots of rallies is R A L E Y S. That would be Raleys. Bro, you Rally? stick the SAT with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are we spelling Raleys? R-A-L-L-Y-S?
0: R-A-L-L-Y-S? give
2: the mic to EJ. He's already cracking up I'm over
0: literally it. watching this man type this, <laughs> and I'm like looking at it. Literally, it's like, did you mean it? I'm just like, I hope he clicks it. And he did not click it. Oh, dude. It's it's, it's rally. A, it's
3: We had two conference final game sevens, and we we're talking about how to spell rallies. <laughs> to oh, they're out. owned by Checkers.
2: It's the same company. It's a big thing down south. Anyway, let's get to the conference finals.
3: Okay, great. Where do you start? I was just going to ask you that. Well, why don't we why don't we work backwards? Why don't we start with the 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 game that's freshest. Okay. In our memory, you you're taking some heat already. Well, not really. I, I disagree. I'm taking heat from who? Tug Coker, oh Tug, yeah, but uh, so Tug texted me. Well, let's let's hold on. Let's hold on on the Tug. We'll get to the Tug thing. Let's just talk about the uh, let's talk about the game in general. Who was it? Dennis Rodman, Anthony Mason?
2: No, well, I was
3: right. It, it was
2: it was Seth Green. Yeah, did the Cha Ching 1992 rallies commercials? That was like his first big thing. Now I don't know who did it okay. in their hair. I,
3: no one gives a shit. That's that's the important thing. <laughs>
2: Okay, go ahead.
3: 1992. What audience are we... People who are in a random part of the country has rallies that also watch television in 1992.
2: Well, the problem is you shouldn't have given me marijuana. This is where my head's at. (laughs) There's zero order to the show. But we are here to talk NBA conference finals, so go
3: for it. All right. Well, we got Warriors, Cavs, again, in the finals. Uh, We had a... Game seven tonight in Houston. Essentially, the big, I mean, the game changer is no Chris Paul game six and seven. And the Rockets come out big in the first half of this game. The Warriors, which I want the scientific basis behind, have their third quarter that they have... All playoffs, all regular season. This is their thing. They come out hot in the third quarter, and 18-point swing. They were plus 18 in the third quarter. They were down 11 at the half, up seven at the uh, end of the third, and that's basically where it ended. Then they just paced them the rest of the game. I don't know what the third quarter thing is, but they do it they do all, it the, all time. the time. I almost said in the at the end of the first half – When it was like between 10 and 13 and 15, I was like, what is a comfortable lead? But then I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to jinx them into having a big third quarter. But they did anyway because that's what they do. What like I I mean, there is there is no explanation for it other than they've done it. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of we're going to have a big third quarter. Right. You know what I think it is? Because there's nobody's making any adjustments. I think it's just this is what I think it is.
2: It's like they take a minute to get warmed up. A t- half of a game of basketball. Yeah, but hold on, and they also are. They know the Warriors know how talented they are. They're this isn't the seventy. This isn't the seventy-three win Warrior team, dude. This isn't. This isn't the hunger, the drive, all that shit. They're just like we know how good we are. Now we're gonna actually give a shit,
3: right? I mean, certainly in the first half, it almost looked like it was just a matter of will. Look like, how they
2: started the game. Yeah. How many fouls did they have in the first yeah, two Houston minutes? Houston just
3: wanted it more. They won every 50-50 ball. There was a point in the middle of the second quarter where they had more offensive rebounds than the Warriors had defensive rebounds. Steve Kerr, didn't even, Steve Kerr who's always jovial and will make one-liners during the interviews, yeah. told David Aldridge that was the worst quarter they've ever had. In the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. And then walked away. And... I mean, this series, the whole the whole thing is both of the those teams and both of those coaches kind of were just like, we're just gonna keep playing our game and what happens happens. And that's a great look, I, I like Steve Kerr, I've said that before. Uh I I like him a lot more even this week when he took it when he was taking shots at the NFL. But uh it's a great position to be in if you're Steve Kerr to say, like, we're just going to keep playing our game. It's like, yeah, well, if I had your fucking roster, I'd keep playing my game too. But in the end, worked out. Great series. We have two conference finals games. here Now, I want to ask you something because it did come out. Now we can we can delve into the tug thing. We can de- delve into Joe Shabelli trying to take shots on text, which is hilarious. But when you watch how that series played out with no Chris Paul in game six or game seven, just the I mean, you were the guy that was like, they have no shot, this is going five, they're getting blown out. You've been very critical of my boy, Mike D'Antoni. Does this give you any sort of change in respect for Mike D'Antoni? This is the second time now that he's lost a point guard in a game six of a, you know, conference finals and it's ended up basically costing him a trip to the finals. Now, you could say, hey, maybe they lose with Chris Paul anyway, but the way they started out that game, you get, not only the way they started out that game, but the way they went ice cold for the second half of that game, you got to think he he certainly helps them the way he played in Game 5. Chris Paul? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, Look, no, no I'm
2: not going to take anything away from, you know, you're losing your second best player. I mean, that's... Come on.
3: Not only your second best player, but maybe a guy who's just like gonna be a little bit more stable yeah. of an offensive threat than uh a James Harden who's, you know, I mean he's a very explosive player, but Sure.
2: I mean, it's wild, dude. You saw it, and we'll obviously we'll get to the Eastern Conference, but you saw it in both game sevens. Both teams that lost game seven shot not just bad, historically bad for Game 7,
3: and you hate to say it, but you live
2: by the three, you die by the three.
3: Right, but forget historically bad by Game 7s, the Rockets set a record. Historically bad in the history of the game of basketball. 27 straight threes? (laughs) Yeah. I think the record when they flashed on the screen was 22. They said they had just met 22 straight threes. Correct. Like, what do you do in that situation? You know what I mean? Like, but my question for you is because the idea, and I really, really respect Tug Coker's basketball knowledge. I've respected it ever since last year when I went to Costa Rica and I listened to you guys do a March Madness show without me. I thought that was a great show. Tug brought up some great points. Tug talked about college basketball in a way that as a college basketball guy, I don't think of it. And I respect it. He said, he he brought up D'Antoni and I'm like, Oh, I'll, I mean, I will I respect your opinion. I'll hear you out. Who came away from that game thinking this was Mike D'Antoni's fault?
2: Well, I don't think Tug was saying that in our text exchange. He was just questioning, from what I read, the moves in Game 7,
3: how suddenly Mike D'Antoni is playing Ryan Anderson and is playing Joe Johnson.
2: Yeah, where he went from, what, a seven-man rotation,
3: yeah. and he suddenly expanded that for Game 7. Which I think the answer is... They lost Chris Paul in game 5. They got boat raced in game 6. Yeah. Maybe try something new for game 7, right? Especially when you go when you start when you've missed 15 straight threes and Trevor Ariza goes over 12 for the game. You can't have that. Over 12 in the game. Trevor Ariza, I knew the game was over when Trezor, Trevor Ariza was letting Zaza Pachulia get in his head from the bench.
2: Look, I'm not going to obviously put any of this blame on D'Antoni. No, it's just it's just the Warriors are the better team.
3: Right. But now my question to you just is... Just like they're
2: going to fucking beat the shit out of the Cavs because they're the better team.
3: My my question to you is the opposite. Do you... Did you come away from this series respecting Mike D'Antoni and his system more than you did before? Because you were like, oh, until you make the NBA Finals, like, don't even talk to me. It's like, no one has taken the this Warriors team with Kevin Durant to Game 6. They took him to Game 7. And they did it without Chris Paul, and arguably with Chris Paul might have been a different series.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, no, it doesn't mean. look it doesn't—I've never been—if you go back and listen to any of our discussions of Mike D'Antoni, and I don't want to make this another one, My that was always my argument, right? you got to get to the finals. Right. That wasn't me saying he's a bad coach. Obviously, he's a good coach. Uh, that's That's been my only knock. Like, I'm not—look, again, this year— had he had Paul, I'd maybe have been a little more critical. Just saying, again, you got to do the upset. You got at some point in your career, the good coaches, the great coaches, they have the upset. They lost without Paul. It's a huge blow. You can't have it, You can't lose players against the Golden State Warriors. So, right. right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, dude, they they surprised I'd argue, me. I'd argue,
3: but but I'd also argue, just to, for the sake of arguing, I'd argue there are a lot of quote unquote great coaches, all time coaches that don't have the upset upset. Who did Phil Jackson upset? Yeah, but, he, but he won those titles. Right. But who did he ever upset? Like, that's my point. Who is Steve Kerr? Like, I don't know if you can say Steve Kerr's proven anything. Did anybody think that Steve Kerr outcoached Mike D'Ant- D'Antoni in this series? I would have said it was the complete opposite in this series. Steve Kerr looked lost at times in this series. How so? How so how did Steve Kerr look lost? Yeah. I mean, talk about rotations. That guy was playing... like. If if I am got to get Swaggy P, yeah. Like what what is Swaggy P doing on the f- on the floor at moments in this series? What is uh I, is his name Quinn Cook? Yeah, is that his name Quinn Cook? Where's Quinn Cook taking doing He's taking the? He sounds like a '70s yeah. soul soul singer. Yeah, Quinn Cook and the Pips are taking the fucking the game winner. Like like forget how to get those shot in that situation? What's he doing on the floor? I think Quinn Cook's on my fucking Spotify soul list. Uh. I mean, there were certainly times, I think you could say, just in the way that they were attacking, uh, the that the, the the Rockets were attacking the Warriors defensively, the, where you're like, you're not just going to change up. And I understand that they're more talented. And I also understand that that's part of S- Steve Kerr's job, is to say, hey, we have the most talent. I'm an ego manager. I'm whatever. But, like, we even see that that little speech he gave, Kevin Durant that they got him a mic'd up. I don't. I don't even remember what game that was. There, yeah, there, I saw he, it. He's t- giving him like speeches about Michael Jordan. at five speeches about Michael Jordan. How Michael Jordan's... Hey, how about just tell him to pass? <laughs> like fuck. Does well, this have to be some like veiled? This is what the great players do. Hey, buddy, stop fucking playing hero ball.
2: Yeah, but I'm not going to question Kerr. I mean, if that's what he's got to do
3: to get in, right. to, to Durant, my, you know. My get, point. My point. My point is. Simply this, you when you're a Phil Jackson type, when you have the when you have the most talent, you become an ego manager. You become sure. a guy, and and in this series, when it came down to like strategizing how to attack each other, I think Mike D'Antoni did a better job of how to attack the Warriors. In as proof, with them playing a seven game series against the Warriors that nobody does, ever. Yeah, so. That's yeah. Uh, you know, that's where I'm at.
2: Well, I, you know, I, I got a text from our, our intern right in front of you, Trevor, which I thought was an interesting point. And I'm just gonna say it on there. He said we haven't played yet, and there's already drama between Joe and Tug. We, we have drama. You know, you're just you're you're having drama with Mike D'Antoni and the Rockets. Yeah, you and Tug are. That means you could have a fraction in your team.
3: Oh, in our basketball team. Yeah. No, that's that will have no effect on us whatsoever. Okay. Yeah, I am not. Wor- I'm not worried about Tug and I. I mean, gr- great example. I mean, just even the text thread that we had. We're going back and forth, very cordial. I mean, I think I think Tug knows that when we go out there, we're gonna play a very Mike D'Antoni style of basketball. It's gonna be very inside outside, three or a layup. Why would we ever fuck with a mid range game?
2: Man, we're getting some, we're getting some great. Some great uh, feedback here from the interns. Yeah. From EJ, the likelihood of the Rockets, a 36.2% three-point shooting team, missing 26 threes in a row is point zero zero eight four percent or a 1 in 118,757 chance. Holy shit. Dude, these numbers really scare me for the SAT. <laughs> That that was tough to read. I got to take the SAT on Saturday. Wow, is that this Saturday? Yeah. Wow. Which one of you guys is going to film me? Because I feel like, can I be honest? You might have to share the mic for this. I feel like. I think it's only right, the fact that I'm taking the SAT, and I know you guys probably have shit to do, but one of you should drive me. I need a driver, and one <laughs> of you and one of you should film me. Because cause my mind can't be looking at the road, because...
3: We See, need- I feel like Trevor could show up uh, around a high school and no one really blink. He's got a basketball jersey on, yeah. a hat, he's got two days haircut. <laughs> like Ramsey Bolton. I, I feel like EJ is the kind of guy who shows up, and they're like, oh, he's doing the Matthew McConaughey, like, in fucking... <laughs> Days and confused. He's yeah. like <laughs> cruising for high school girls.
2: And what about me showing up with lines in my hair? No,
3: yeah, you're a couple I mean, you're definitely there's somebody's gonna make a phone call, like, there's an adult here and he has lines in here. I think he might have a gun. I he,
2: think for sure He's got a gun. I think that
3: you know, you just brought up these the what, one in one hundred
2: and eighteen thousand seven fifty seven of the Warriors of that happening. I'm sorry, of the rockets of that happening. There's definitely a way better chance of me. Not getting into the test then what that made no sense. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm trying to say here, guys? Is that there's a good chance that uh, they're not going to let me take the test. I,
4: I
3: might you know. have to pass for you. Say that I'm. I Why Andy wouldn't Ruther. they? They already said you could.
2: Yeah, but dude, I'm. I'm yeah. not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to post anything on social media right.
3: beforehand. You shouldn't.
2: I kind of want to though. Saying I'm taking the SAT today. Wish me good luck.
3: No. Why, wow, you can do that. They already approved you. Okay, yeah. Okay. Maybe don't like be doing an Instagram story like, hey, I'm going over the SATs. I'm an adult. They're not. It's going to be awesome. I'm going <laughs> to lie to my hair. Yeah, good point. Okay, fair enough.
4: Yeah, the well, the lines in your hair is really going to throw everything off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to really have kids. like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, I'm
2: going to have a little Mexican black kids coming up asking for my autograph saying, look how cool you look. Can I take you pictures of you? You should get a kickback
3: from Exquisite Barbers. Yeah, man. <laughs> Everybody send their way.
2: I'm telling you, exquisite. They gotta, you know, they gotta start
3: featuring us. Now, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk about two uh, factors of this Western Conference Finals that we were sort of talking about before the game. One, I do think that uh, the Cavs had a better shot against the Rockets than they do the Warriors. Just, yes, that's just a straight up talent thing again. Yes. Um, and then we were saying, you know, while the game was on, it's like, oh. Imagine Cavs Rockets finals LeBron loses to the Rockets then he joins the Rockets in a way I know a lot of people were insinuating like maybe Kyrie's rooting against the Celtics in a way do you think LeBron is like low key happy like now he has the option to join the Rockets next year and do you think and do you think that's like a potential destination for him after watching this series
2: well, obviously, if LeBron went to the Rockets, I mean, holy shit, does that change things?
3: I don't know. I mean, LeBron, go, look, LeBron just dragged you and Trevor and EJ to the fucking that's what that's <laughs> NBA what I'm saying. Finals, so yeah, I think if he goes to the Rockets, who have the best record in basketball, they'd be tough to beat.
2: LeBron, here's the here's the thing with LeBron. I don't even want to speculate. I'm so sick of hearing, oh, he's for sure going to L. A. Oh, he's going to Philly. Oh, he's going. Who the f- Who the fuck knows? I mean, when when we did, I
3: don't think LeBron knows his answer yet either. I think that there's a whole process that's involved Dude, here.
2: When we did the thing with with Tug and Tommy, for now we're talking. I'm not going to say her name, but she's a big ESPN personality. She straight up told me off camera. LeBron is for sure going to L.A.
3: Well, she's not as big a ESPN personality as Chris Broussard, whose sources tell him wrong shit all the time. So let's let's, let's tap the brakes but, on but, ESPN but, people knowing the answer. But
2: that was that's what I was getting to. Yeah, is she told me off camera? She's like, "Oh, you're from Ohio," and we start talking LeBron, and she said, "Oh, he's for sure going to." L.A. I
3: think the idea that LeBron and I said, but but, but I said
2: proven, and none of them. I'm like, look, dude, that's cool. You're, you're. I see you on TV all the time. That doesn't mean you know. And she basically said, I know. uh, I know for sure he is because I know LeBron well.
3: Whatever that means. Right. Everybody had an answer. before. Windhorse lives in LeBron's like garage. He does. He fucking (laughs) doesn't. Like. Look, that, no, that's actually factually true yeah, for the record. I, I think I think the idea I think LeBron James and this'll be a nice transition <laughs> in, into Williams the into the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron's garage. But LeBron James career and what's gonna happen in his career, every day that changes. The difference between LeBron James making the finals and not making the finals, winning the championship, not getting the championship, I think like every little one of those steps. Uh, affects his next decision. Yeah. If he loses in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that's... A, he's comes to the summer with a different approach than if I made it to the Finals again with Cleveland. Sure. Who are they going to get with, for me? Who am I, I going to team up with? Where do those people want to go? Is Kawhi leaving? Is Kawhi not leaving? What's Paul George doing? Like, he's the fucking smartest player in the NBA in addition to being the best player in the NBA. And so... He's the kind of guy he's sitting. I don't know if he's sitting down with the team, I don't know if he's sitting down with himself, but like after the season, he's sitting down and he's like taking a lot of things into consideration. Hopefully, one of them is that David Fisdale's a new, new coach of the New York Knicks, uh, but it's probably not. And uh, one thing's for sure also LeBron James is focused solely on basketball right now. I don't think he's begun to think about where he's going next.
2: Well, yeah, let's then let's get into it, let's get into game seven. Uh, it was LeBron a, James. It was a fun game to LeBron, watch. LeBron James. It was a fun game LeBron, to watch. James. See, I'm I'm gonna try to I'm gonna throw our listeners a bone here. Of course, we're gonna talk about LeBron, but uh, there's there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Yeah, I was actually taking notes during the game. This is a new Andy Ruther thing. You know, I got a new desk for the for the interns, and I, I moved it by the TV. I was taking notes. And uh, I, got, I got a lot to talk about, Joe Prano.
3: I was taking notes, too. And it looks like uh, you, ever, you ever go onto your computer and you look at the different fonts? Yes. And it shows you, like, it'll show you the same word over and over in different handwriting styles. Mine just said, LeBron James, LeBron James. I was like, Helvetica, LeBron James, Courier New, LeBron James, Times New Roman, where LeBron you, James. Where did you watch the game? I watched. Uh, where did I watch the last? Where, man, my my brain is mush. Where did I watch yesterday's game? I guess I just watched it at home.
2: You just watched it at home. I think so because you asked me about the the TV situation of Baja Cantina. And I oh said,
3: no, you know where I watch it. Thank you for reminding me. I watched it at Brick and Mortar. Oh, okay. I wanted to go to uh, so what I was looking for yesterday it was such a nice weekend in L.A. It's gorgeous. Surfed a bunch, got out, got some sun. It was like, but it was crazy around here. So I wanted to find some place where you could watch. And this is really a massive problem in not just Venice but L.A. in general. Not enough outdoor drinking scenes. So I had settled on Big Big Deans, which is under the Santa Monica Pier. Great outdoor bar. What about Whaler? The whalers such a such a douche factory. True, they're they're churning out douches. It's yeah. like that's like Henry Ford's fucking assembly line. Yeah, um, douchebag is strong. Now. So I went. I tried to go to Big Dean's, and of course there was a line out the door. So then I was like, what? And then it was just like, oh, it's a holiday weekend. Every place is going to be a disaster. And then I tried to think of some place off the beaten path, brick and mortar, sort of off Main Street. So I went there and watched a game. Gotcha. Yeah. Well,
2: I, before we get into obviously everything LeBron did and the and Cavs.
3: by the way that and now I'm just all now I'm just all worried that like I've got Alzheimer's I couldn't remember where I watched the game yesterday well this has ruined the episode <laughs> well let's talk about Jason Tatum I want to talk about him Who? First. no I'm just... <laughs> Tatum O'Neal?
2: I think you can say at this point and I think it's important to factor in how his teammates played yeah where it's game seven they're all young guys yep him Jalen Brown Terry Rogier. Jason Tatum played so well yep. the whole game. This dude is a straight up star. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to say he's a star now. He's gonna yeah, be a no, star. He's a star now. He he's is twenty a-
3: years old. He's set, averaged eighteen points in Eastern Conference Finals, or twenty points in these. He might have averaged more. I think he averaged eighteen for the playoffs, and that's with him not like giving him the ball that. that yes. Much. Well, I don't want to say him not them not giving him the ball. He was. Uh, he just he's twenty years old. I don't think he's ready to like St. Louis take kid over games. I didn't
2: learn I learned that. I didn't know he's a St. Louis yeah. kid. Shamanade High School. Shout out. Shout out to the people from Shamanade. Which is just like, like a Catholic school in Saint Louis. But he
3: Shouting out random Catholic
2: St. Louis schools. Yeah, you know, because I lived there, so Chaminade. I <laughs> <laughs> But dude, he's a fucking star and yeah. He went head. I don't want to say head
3: to head because yeah, please don't. But, but
2: my point is,
3: it's like saying we go head to head on this podcast. Oh, God damn. What's, that suppo- what's that supposed to mean? I don't know. What, what is that? Supposed- I wasn't saying who was Tatum and who was LeBron James. I was just what is saying. that supposed
2: to mean? What the fuck is that supposed to mean, Freno? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? I've already said this before on the podcast. I'm John Stockton. You're I, Carl Malone. I'm just saying you hold your own. Yeah, I'm the fucking host. I got to keep this show rolling. I'm John Stockton. You're Carl Malone. I thought we had agreed on that. We, we picked our <laughs> 90s NBA players. You're the mailman. You have sex with 13-year-old girls.
3: Can we get a Photoshop of John Stockton with Ruther's lines in his fucking comb over? It's fucking side part. I
2: look fresh, man. <laughs> I look fresh as hell. So Jason Tatum, I I'll be honest. I didn't really fully get to watch him until this entire NBA
3: playoffs, like in depth. Dude is a star. Yeah. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I've the, I, the, I knew, I've known that already. But yes, if absolutely. I mean, uh Gordon Hayward went down and it, it happened almost immediately, right out of the gate to start the season. He was fantastic. He had he had the he hit the rookie wall. Which happens? He had he had a rough patch after the All Star break, but the idea that he's twenty years old—that they—I don't know how many games he played in the regular season, but they went, they played a lot of games in the playoffs just to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Then to go seven, they played seven against Philly. Uh, Did they play seven? They play seven in the first round. They didn't play seven against Philly. They played six against Philly, right? I think it was five. Either way. They played a lot of games. They had a seven game series. They had a seven with Milwaukee. M- Milwaukee. For sure. I knew they had a seven game series. Yeah. And then they had a seven game series in the Eastern Conference Finals. So this guy's playing ninety games this year, hundred yeah. games this year. And at and at twenty years old, being ninety plus games into the season and playing like that, it's pretty unheard of. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I know we got a lot of Kobe slurpers out there, but if go back to Kobe's early days when he was airballing fucking threes in the finals as a 20-year-old. He wasn't even playing. Kobe was yeah. getting 16 minutes a game back then. You that's... remember the airball bonanza against the Jazz? Oh, I remember. Yeah. Kobe! <laughs> that's what I do. That's, why I, that's how I alert bartenders that the thing I'm going to throw in their garbage can is going to come up 10 feet short. I go, Kobe! Help me with that, bro.
2: Shots fired. Serious question, though. And I got to give my, my older brother a shout-out for this. Because he texted me this. Better coach. Tyron Lou. Or the coach from the original Teen Wolf movie?
3: I mean, I think it's got to be the coach from the original (laughs) Teen Wolf movie. For one, you remember the coach in the Teen Wolf movie who was always chewing gum? Yes. That means he closed his mouth occasionally. True. Unlike Taron Liu. Also, serious question. Remember the fucking never play cards with a with a, a, a guy named after a city? Never date a girl with a dagger tattooed on her chest, I believe it is. And uh, what I don't forget the third one, and then everything else is cream cheese. Do you think that Tyron Lue said anything smarter than that in the entire Eastern Conference Finals, like during the locker room, during pregame? No, game? No. There's no way.
2: And, and, and I and I got to take a dig because they're good announcers for sure, and we've talked about this. I got to take a dig at Van Gundy and Jackson because when this game ended yesterday, or in the in the waning moments of the game. Van Gundy brought it up again. When are we going to give credit to Tyron Liu? This guy doesn't give any credit. This is the fourth straight Eastern Conference Finals. And it's like, come on, Van Gundy. Why, why if the Cavs made four
3: straight Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah.
2: Literally, zero of it has to do with Tyron Liu. It's yeah. all
3: LeBron James. Okay. Also, gotcha. I mean, color me not surprised at all that Mark Jackson and, and Jeff Van Gundy want to give credit to a coach that had a good team and then achieved something even though their coaches were completely fucking useless. Spoiler, that is Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy. These guys, like, oh, man. Remember that time Tracy McGrady lost his goddamn mind for a month? Let's talk about how Jeff Van Gundy's a great fucking coach. Oh, remember that time the fucking... He took over for Pat Riley's Knicks and didn't do a goddamn thing with him? Ugh, except try to fight Alonzo Mourning's shin? Mark Jackson? Oh, remember when he fucking got fired and his team immediately became a dynasty? Yeah, I know. I, I, I like I, Jeff and Gundy as a broadcaster. They're both Honestly, great broadcasters. I like Mark Jackson's broadcaster. Yeah, but I guess those who can't coach broadcast. Yeah, you know, which is fine. Yeah,
2: look, we can't do it all. I mean, not everybody can have cool lines like me. It's you know, it's just something that only certain people. Steve
3: Kerr, not a great broadcaster. You know, back in the day, he was like, Meh.
2: Yeah, I agree. I like I like Kerr better as a coach. I want to bring this up because we got to get into the LeBron talk. And obviously, th- you guys know how we feel. But I thought about something when I was lying in bed last night.
3: When mm. I was, when I was. Sh- Harambe over your head, the centaur staring at you from the corner. <laughs> yeah, there
2: was a lot going on. There's a lot of animal activity going on in this uh, smut studio. But this is what I want to say to all you guys who are like, oh, stop talking about LeBron, your are slurpers, blah, blah, blah. Pick any player. In the NBA. Any player besides LeBron James, put them on this year's Cleveland Cavaliers team. You cannot name and I thought about it, and I thought about different well, but, scenarios. Hold on, you cannot name one player who replaces LeBron,
3: can you? On this year's team that takes them to the finals. Well, here's an here's an easy way of determining that. Okay? Here's the easiest way of saying there's absolutely nobody else. Because nobody else made the finals. So it's like, oh, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis had a better roster. Didn't make the finals. Okay? Kevin Durant almost didn't make the finals. And his roster is way better. James Harden didn't make the finals. Jason Tatum didn't make the finals. Like, the only two teams make the finals. Only LeBron James made it with a fucking ragtag bunch of will... We'll, We'll one day talk about this team the way we talk about the fucking Mo Williams, Anderson Vergeau team. We're like, remember when Kyle Corver was the second leading scorer in the Eastern Conference and he went to the finals? Like, who else? Nobody else. That's why they're not there. If they were there, then they would have done it. This
2: team is a little better, though, right? I thought about that, too, than LeBron's 2007. Because like, he, he's like, well, obviously, Kevin Love didn't play the last two games, but he's had Kevin
0: Love. And how's Kevin Love played? Kevin Love sucks. He's has he's had some games though. Statistically this is the worst team that he's taken to the finals. It is. Yeah, I saw earlier um that that team the 0708 team or whatever yeah. they were better defensively.
3: So this s- was the worst team defensively. They were like the 29th ranked defense So statistically in- is that like the efficiency percentage? Like, I think I mean-
0: it was it was something like that. There was like there was comparing stats but it was that this team is Yes, it is uh, worse than that team.
2: Okay, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. And you're right, bringing in the defense. I mean, I don't know who the, was the who was the second leading scorer in the Eastern Conference Finals besides it, Kevin Love. And he didn't play the last two. In the two Eastern games. Conference,
3: Because you sent me that? I think that was for the playoffs. Yeah. That was for the Eastern Conference. Yeah, for the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. And he didn't play the last two games. Wow. But he was averaging 13 points.
2: But that's but that also shows my 13 point. 13 points. But that shows my point, is that he didn't play. Just in case
3: you were wondering, when Allen Iverson went to the fucking finals, Dikembe Matumbo averaged 16. He's a fucking meme. Wait, Matumbo was on that Sixers team?
2: Yeah. I just remember Todd McCullough. Remember him? Yeah. Wasn't he on that team too? I
3: don't think so, but maybe he was.
2: I don't know. Who knows? Eric Snow? Yes. He was also on the, wasn't he also on the, was Eric Snow also on the shitty LeBron Cavs finals team? I believe he was, yeah. <laughs> well, don't to talk about him bouncing teams. Yeah. Just
3: chasing that championship. Just mercenary Eric Snow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eric Snow. Here, here's a good one for you. What call did Eric Snow go Here, to? Do you know?
3: I have no idea. Michigan State? Yeah, you got it. Look Boom. at you, Prano. I guess I, I guess the Alzheimer's hasn't fully set in. <laughs> yeah, man, you're good. A uh, be, uh, better second option on a LeBron James slash Allen Iverson basketball team, Eric Snow or the rapper Snow? <laughs> 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 Whose haircut you stole, by the way?
2: <laughs> it's lit, fam. It's lit. So, I, like, I don't know what else people want. Uh, yes, LeBron and the Cavs in my opinion, but what the fuck do I know lately, are going to get killed by the Warriors. But don't hold that against LeBron literally taking garbage men. I mean, there was a point yesterday I was texting you, and you were ignoring all of them, which I thought was great. I was getting so annoyed from a just fan's perspective. It's, it's just like tonight watching Houston. It's the same thing. You want to see shots go in. And Corver was bricking threes. J.R. Smith was bricking threes. This was all in the first half. Yeah. Jeff Green is bricking threes. George Hill, you're like, guys, all you got to do is make, make – one out of three, yeah. come on!
3: It's just like I know. I know you've you're you know you've changed like the the sound baths and all the Jordan Peterson books and whatever have totally changed you as a person. Uh, and I've float seen, lab by the way float lab. Sorry, I've seen like first of all you, uh, the other day. What was with the when you tweeted like. Uh, Quote from a ch- like a basic chicks Instagram page about like love and saying you're sorry and she' like like what what the f- where the fuck did that one come from?
2: I'm occasionally just doing random quotes that hit my mind and I think I've been smoking is that for- an
3: actual was that somebody's quote that's an Andy Ruther quote <laughs> I think it's I think <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're I don't, I'm not sure you understand how quotes work <laughs> you can't quote yourself that's just you speaking
2: well it's something I created and this is all i w- I wrote I said it's so much harder to say I don't know then I love you. We should change that.
3: I, yeah, where the fuck did that go? Well, I, I feel like that's something you do on a, like a refrigerator poetry.
2: That was sitting in my drafts for a minute, and I thought of it. I was stoned one night. Because think about it. It's so much harder... <laughs> For people, and it shouldn't be this way. Just to say I don't know. Everyone likes to act like they know things. There's a there's it's it's harder to say I don't know than to tell somebody you love them. That is wrong, dude. And that's maybe for more for Dent Report, but I'm just putting <laughs> it out here on Dirty Sports.
3: But anyway, my point in bringing it up was uh, your I I do like how lately your LeBron tweets have been this respect. Like, can we just respect him and respect him, respect him? And I don't understand how anybody. Like, where, is the, where does the disrespect come from anymore? And and I got to ask people, like, what what's inside you to watch this and still want to hate on the guy? Like, n- we've never seen anything like this. I'm going to go ahead and say it. In any sport, we've never seen anything like this. N- tell me somebody that has dominated personally in any sport like this. We've never seen it. The closest thing we have, and this begs the question that a lot of people have been saying, like, is LeBron James on HGH? Is that, like, the only thing? The closest thing we have is peak steroids bonds. That's it, where he's getting walked every game, and he's hitting 73 home runs, and would hit 100, and you literally can't pitch to him, and no one knows what to do, and it's absurd. But, like... You know, we talk about the goat of Jerry Rice in football. It's not even fucking close to this. We talk about the way it was for Jordan and Kobe, Shaq, whatever. There's nothing like this. There's never been – I've never seen anything like this. You know what? I'll say this since we talked hockey. Wayne Gretzky, obviously his numbers. The reason no one says, like, oh, what about hockey? What about, like – you know what about like the modern hockey is like because Gretzky scored three times as many goals as anybody and like twice as many assists. Like his numbers like standalone. So maybe him, but like I don't. I'm not. I'm not enough of a hockey guy to be like, oh, could you see it on a fucking day to day basis? But in in any sport I watch, I've never seen anything like this.
2: Well, I think what you're trying to say, right, is just no. We've never seen the
3: consistency,
2: the consistency and longevity at the same time.
3: Yeah, it's everything, but it's also not just like again. And I'm I don't, I'm not talking a Jordan Lebron comparison here, but that was the guy that we saw growing up, and you're like, holy shit, this is like you can't. I mean, we all see it, right? Like, this guy's fucking insane. But what LeBron does in every single aspect of the game, he's not just his guy, he's leading fucking team scorer. He's the block on Rozier. How many, how many like. Everyone wants to call that a foul, by the way. With the nonsense. Kill yourself. That's it. I'll, I won't, I won't address that any further. Um, the, the like, how many, how many like signature blocks do we have at this point? Signature blocks. We've got we got a good one. I'm about to play. We, we got the finals. Can We've got can, can we? We've got Oladipo. We've got this one. Like we, 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 he's gonna have top five signature playoff chase down blocks soon. That,
2: that he fucking straight up timed it. But he, you know what? He, look, look, block. We we all know what it is. We all know what it is. It's the same reason that I didn't like LeBron for the longest time. It's the same reason you didn't like him. Same reason we all rooted against the Heat. And that's what I tweeted out. It's like we all hated LeBron when he went to the Heat, when he had the decision. Now I've gotten older, and that was my point. It's like I've matured as a person. We all should. Let's hope. LeBron also did that at a young age, which I don't think I was looking at at the time.
3: And, but, and you were just talking about this before like five years ago, Uber wasn't a thing. And it was, like yeah. eight years ago, like. LeBron James has been in the finals since the iPhone came out, guys. Like that moment that you hated LeBron James for, he's made every final since. He's been the MVP of the league every single year since. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Who's hating on this at this point? It's just it makes me like it goes beyond sports. If you are a sports fan, there's a lot there's a lot but I think you're bringing up a good point. It goes beyond sports like if you're a sports fan and you care about this, and you're hating on LeBron. It's actually bigger than sports. You're, you're, There's a lot have, of angry people. You have anger in your heart. You have hate in your heart. No, I'm you being should go serious. You to a float lab with Ruther. Yeah, you should get some lines in your head. Like, fi- yeah, we- Look how chill I am, yeah. man. Yeah. Remember, like, like there are people who are still like yelling at Asian women crossing the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Like, we need to get people to the place with LeBron where you have gotten. Maybe everybody needs to fucking float. Bro,
2: I did Float Lab again Thursday night, man. (laughs) I had traumatic memories of when I almost drowned at five years old in my neighbor's pool, but it was good to kind of flesh that out in the Float Lab. But anyway, there is a problem, but you're right. I do think it's angry people. I tweeted this out. People thought I was making this up. This was not made up at all. I tweeted this out. I went to Trader Joe's yesterday after the game. Yep. Some dude in the Trader Joe's checkout line next to me is whining... To the clerk at Trader Joe's, he's like, Did you watch the game? And he's going, Yeah. And I'm overhearing the whole thing because we're both, you know, checking out our groceries. And I hear him say to the Trader Joe's worker, I hear the minute you move, that thing turned off. Wild. At least we learned something there. Wild. <laughs> yeah. The minute you moved in front, it turned off, didn't it? Anyway, the guy at Trader Joe's, it's not your fault. I just, that we're learning things. <laughs> the, the the guy at Trader Joe's is talking shit about LeBron. I, I couldn't believe it. He goes, Oh, this is what he said. He goes, He goes, LeBron is such a bitch. That's exactly what he said. He goes, He finally showboats and gets cocky when they're up eight with a minute to go. And he's like, Yeah, you couldn't do that the whole game. And I'm thinking, Well, yeah. We, You don't want to show show showboat when your team's losing. Like, what is this guy talking about? And then then he proceeds to say, I can't wait for a real sport like the NFL to start again. And that's when I straight up, no lie, just butted in the conversation and said, if LeBron joined the NFL today, he'd be the best tight end in the game. And the guy literally didn't know how to react. And he's like, oh. Which is
3: just facts. Yeah. Like, when you just look at the end, when you just look at the guys, I mean... Antonio Gates couldn't hack it in basketball, so he just showed up in the NFL and became a Hall of Famer. Tony Gonzalez couldn't hack it in basketball, so he showed up in the NFL, and is the third leading receiver of all time. Like, these are facts. If you're a dominant basketball player, and and those guys are 6'5 and 6'6, yeah, he'd be the best tight end in the NFL in six weeks. But this is my point. And honestly, he should do that for his legacy, because unless he wins seven championships, no one's giving him credit. Go down in the NFL and then make people suck your dick, dude.
2: But that's my point, is that this dude's so angry, he's telling some random Mexican fucking worker at Trader Joe's, LeBron's such like, a hey, bitch.
3: Hey, I, just, I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> try try the bananas. They're organic.
2: <laughs> no, fucking LeBron James is a bitch, bro. Prano think no thinks I went to a fucking Trader Joe's in Oaxaca, and Speedy Gonzalez was checking him out.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did you try cold brew coffee? It's so good. <laughs>
2: Can we talk about Kyrie for a minute, though? Sure. Kyrie didn't show up to the game, and Mark Jackson made a big deal out of it. Bitch. <laughs> Mark Jackson made a big deal out of it, and, and I and I my opinion is different than Mark Jackson's, but we both agree. Mark Jackson basically was saying this guy played with LeBron for those years. You never know; he could be a good ear on the bench to say something. Where I think, okay you know, I don't know if game strategy, like I think Brad Stevens has this down.
3: Right. You know, well, forget that. But just like, what, like, why, why? Like, just, it's just one of those things like, who's, who's in your ear here. That's not like, no dude, definitely go to the game.
2: Yeah. No, no, I'm not talking. Yeah. My, my point is that that's what I want to get to. I just don't understand. Cause he's been at most games. Gordon Hayward's been at every game. And, I don't know if you guys saw the story, but the story is that Kyrie Irving was getting his nose fixed, basically, because he broke his nose, his deviated septum, which is a fucking nose job. For the record, he was getting a nose job. Whatever. Of all dates he chose, of all dates that he chose, he randomly chose the weekend of Memorial Day weekend, when games, the final game of a series against LeBron, it's just, dude, it reeks... It reeks of he wanted no part of watching LeBron win.
3: I mean, I, I think it could be. I think it could be both ways. I think Game Seven. I think that's like almost a no win for Kyrie. Even they either they make the finals. One one of those teams is making the finals without Kyrie. Facts. So, w- what's the situation like? Either your team that, uh, I that gotcha. you're hurt from makes it, and now it's like, oh, do, do we trade Kyrie and we try to get Boogie and we stick with these guards? They're playing so well, we made it to the finals without them. Maybe we don't need them. I got you. Or gotcha. the, the team that you left that won one less game without you makes it back to the finals without you, which honestly is, like, the the the, the – it's just one more thing for LeBron James because, like – Just stop it with, like, the, if it weren't for Kyrie saving him, it's like, well, I guess there goes the, what has he done without Kyrie? It's like, well, he won one less game and made it to the NBA Finals again. You know who did need Kyrie, though,
2: yesterday was Boston because they couldn't hit their shots. They needed a player who could get their own and, and score, and they didn't have that.
3: Well, look, there's also the game of basketball also is a lot about momentum, and it's a lot about, like, that that shit is definitely contagious because James Harden can get a shot fine. And Eric Gordon can get his shot fine. And those that whole fucking team went cold simultaneously too. So everybody's been hitting their shots the whole fucking series for Boston. And then they didn't. It's not like it wasn't a matter of them not getting their shots. Like yeah. They got shots in that game and they didn't hit them. They got open looks in that game. Oh, uh, all, like all game. game because the Cavs don't what, play what, fucking but, shit for defense. But what does
2: that attest? Is that saying
3: that the moment was too big? Yeah, yeah they're young. And, and those guys were tight. They're young. And like honestly, I think I think it's 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 two things simultaneously. It's like there's the pressure of them being in the game fi- of game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, but also now they're not living up to how they themselves did. Like, they set their own bar. It's it's like the same thing as, you know, when we're talking about Dan Tony. People are going to go like, oh, won the what? what? best record in basketball but couldn't make the finals? It's like, no, no, no. You don't get to judge that they lost to a lower seed because he overachieved in the regular season. That's not how it works. Like, the better team won. This Boston team has been playing way above their heads. And that's how basketball works. Now they came back down to some sort of relatively normal level for them and they lose. So it's like you can't be like, oh fuck, they played like shit. It's like they played they didn't play their best game, but they also played insane at home throughout the playoffs. You and wanna- also I don't know who thought LeBron James was losing a game seven. Yeah. So
2: I didn't I didn't want to jinx that one. I kept my mouth shut, but I knew, I knew he was going to win. I had I had my faith, but, but but seriously, you have the young guys. I think both. I think b- I'm pretty sure both uh, Jalen Rose and Chauncey, yeah, picked the Cavs because of that reason. It's like you're going against LeBron
3: and Paul Pierce. I'm assuming picked the Celtics.
2: <laughs> he was uh, he wasn't in the studio because he was in Boston. Did you see right. the
3: post game interview? How how speaking of salty, yeah. How salty he looked! That dude's fucking. They should change his name to Morton. That dude's so fucking <laughs> salty. They should give that motherfucker an umbrella and some galoshes. It's raining salt on that guy. Dude, he was
2: getting murdered on Twitter. I saw a tweet again. You always go to you always go to black people's tweets for those. So some black person tweeted uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce looks angrier than when he got stabbed by those dudes. Mm-hmm. Like 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 he was that he was that yeah. just disgruntled. We got to do some foreign
3: calls. It's been a minute. Okay. We got some put on those headphones, Brano. They're they're quick hitters. Foreign calls, as in uh calls from dirt balls from other countries. No, as in uh broadcast calls. Oh, okay.
2: From we have foreign one foreign
3: broadcasters.
2: We have one from Korea.
3: We'll start with that one. Oh, you shouldn't have told me. I should have guessed again. Remember
2: how good I was at that game? That was a good game. So this is uh LeBron's block on Rogier. It's it's a quick hitter, it's nine seconds.
3: So, uh, uh, let's uh, do it again. Yeah. At the end, when you get, anytime you get the American name in there, it's great. LeBlanc James! Also, the It's I think, like I think uh he said LeBron James from Russia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like you, you know the old uh, Jay Moore joke when he talks about Tracy Morgan, how the black guys always add S on his name? <laughs> yeah. It's like whenever you hear the Asian call, they always there's always a, a LeBron James son. <laughs> like, like this make it Asian. LeBron james Why is there why did you add eleven A's to the end of LeBron James? LeBron Jimsa Pazaya. <laughs>
2: And then this is the big one that went viral. This is uh, ESPN Brazil. It transla- Everything
3: from Brazil goes viral.
2: Yes, including uh, the chlamydia. Um, you get that one, guys? Did we get that one?
3: Is that what you're going for? Sure.
2: Is that what you're going for?
3: You're going for the STD joke, right? I was going for yeah. I was going for more just it's a cesspool of malaria and whatnot, you know.
2: Oh, I thought you were going for STDs. Sure. Why not? They, a lot of- they also
3: fuck a lot too. Yeah, a lot of fucking over
2: there. So I've heard. I need to go to Brazil. That's on my list. But Africa is still number one. I'm going to show up with the lines. They're going to accept me. <laughs> I've never seen EJ shake his head so much at me during yeah. one episode. Just, it's it just disappointed. Just completely disappointed. Okay, so this is LeBron from ESPN Brazil. And what they keep saying at the end, the translation is, LeBron, you thief. You stole my heart. <laughs> yeah. So that's at the very end. But let's, let's, let's get to the whole thing.
4: James novo, este fascinora, este vândalo, Daí... vai pro arremesso, é ah. fatal, é fatal, papai Lebron! Lebron, ladrão, roubou o meu coração, coração. Lebrão, ladrão, roubou meu coração.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Give it to me again. It's Lebron, you thief, you stole my heart. But but hold on. I'm I'm stealing that I'm gonna make it i am I'm gonna that's gonna be my call for now. And when we start going back to live games, I'm gonna be like LeBron, LeBron, you thief you stole my heart.
2: But hold on, I'm gonna replay the video. I want you to actually see it now. The third guy is like like the production guy or whoever yeah. he is, he's like, Oh, I gotta do this too. Yeah. Cause what have you ever heard of broadcast where they just start doing a chant? That's what I love about foreigners.
3: Yeah. And they're also, by the way, it looks like they're there at the game, right? They are. Which is fantastic. Like, what is, you you know when people hear when we're doing the dirty sports, like, your neighbors, like, close the window? I just imagine, like, the guy from Westwood 1 being like, the fucking Brazilians are screaming about LeBron's heart again.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to play this. I I want you to get the visual on this. (laughs) Este LeBron James <laughs> again. This fascino,
1: this
4: vandalo, vai going to the it's
1: fatal! It's fatal, Papai LeBron! Daddy LeBron. LeBron, ladrão, roubou no meu coração. coração! LeBron, ladrão, roubou meu coração!
4: <laughs>
3: and the one dude in the middle is doing James. like, the one dude in the middle is calling the game like he's Dirk at a post-game interview. Like, he's <laughs> like he's in a burka lounger. <laughs> A Burka Lounger, by like, the way. That's like a Barca Lounger except in the Middle East.
2: I feel like those guys they look so relaxed like they just had yeah. you know they love their meat in Brazil. Yeah. Like they just had a big helping of meat, maybe got sucked off by a Brazilian prostitute, and now they're calling a basketball game. Yeah. You think ESPN sets that all up for them? The prostitute! The prostitute!
3: You stole my heart. Sounds like you called LeBron James a viper at one point too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just like, you stole my heart. Yeah. You thief, you stole my heart. Now, before we move on from basketball, I want the interns to pick up the, uh, the microphone because, you know, what people forget is we have two interns. One's a Warriors fan, one's a Rockets fan. Trevor, not happy enough if you ask me. EJ, not sad so enough if you ask me. Trevor is so stoned right <laughs> now. Both <laughs> of these guys keeping a like, Trevor can't even open his eyes right now. I, like, it's a lie. If, if my if the New York Knicks, well, let's just start with EJ because I don't, I'll never under, I will never begin to like comprehend what would happen if the Knicks made the finals at this point. But if they lost, there's no way I'd be here. There's no way I'm here if the Knicks loses the Eastern Conference Finals in the Game Seven to a like a bullshit. I'd make you come here. No, I wouldn't be here, bro. We'd all I'd the be in game. the hospital. I've been I've as a child, I watched the Knicks lose to the Bulls in Eastern Conference Finals. It was not good. My mom would be like, Okay, look, that's it. Like I'm cutting you off at eight motherfuckers. Now go to your room and just don't come out until you stop calling everybody a cunt.
4: Uh
0: well, so there was a point where I was considering texting Andy and being like, Yeah, I don't feel like I do think I can come tonight. But I knew that I made the commitment, so I had to come. Um the reason why I'm not like, as sad as I should be. I'm very, very upset about this. I just, you know, no disrespect to... Personally, no disrespect to Steph Curry because I do think that he's a phenomenal player. KD is such a punk-ass bitch. He is the softest, like, mentally... Like, I look at that team and I'm like, you went
3: to a team... I tried, man. I tried. And, I, and I tweeted like, him 40 times yesterday to take over. It's like... He didn't listen. It,
0: I, I really, like, the Warriors... Before KD, like that, that was an amazing little run they had. and Like I, that was what they did was incredible. Adding KD, yeah, it's stupid to be like, oh yeah, it's unfair, it's unfair because you know it, it lined up perfectly and it worked for him. He got his ring and all. He does did not deserve his ring. Does not deserve the ring that he will get again. And I hope that he goes. Man, to, like I you're hope fucking he, salty. What no, he doesn't I'm deserve, being honest. Me listen, he doesn't deserve his ring. Kevin He's Durant on the team. Kevin He's the best Durant player on the team. The best player on the team, dude. That team when when Steph was out. Steph is the best player on that team by far. Kevin Durant is the better one-on-one player. Kevin Durant is the second best player in the league, above and beyond. And I'm not taking anything away from him from that. So then you're contradicting yourself. No, he he went to a team that was already stacked. Hold on a second.
2: Let's just assess what you just said. You just said that Kevin Durant is by far the second best player in the, NBA, in the league,
0: but he's. Not the best player on his I, team. I'll take it back. Steph is the most important player on that team. Okay. The team does not go anywhere with KD at the helm. The team because you saw like okay because that's different. That's what I I'm can saying, work like, with that. <laughs> to me,
3: that the team beforehand. <laughs> but it, no, it is different. Is like we have a ruling. I'll, I'll let it pass. <laughs> the team
0: beforehand like that. Dilly that dilly! to me was like they were. <laughs> that's that's how I remember the Warriors was. Well, how I will remember the Warriors is like with you know when Steph and Clay when they were the Splash Bros. Like that that really was an amazing dynasty that came out of nowhere and no one expected it. And I can't take anything away from that. And I can't take like they, you know, they worked out. And any team would be lucky to sign Kevin Durant at that time for the deal that he took. And whatever. but at the same time, it, it is a seventy-three
3: win team. Like because I was I was watching the game with a friend, and he said, and you're but you're right there. Like uh, like I know you can't. We can't play the what if game. Yeah, I always say that. Um, about when, when Jordan people oh if he had said he won eight straight, if you, if that, if that if you know, if Igadala doesn't get hurt, it's a different yeah. series too. But you're right there. And if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt
0: Well, I and and I'm not taking anything away. Like the Rockets completely shit the bed Like going 0 for 27 that that was the worst thing I've ever watched being a Rocket fan. Like to see them break it after break. I'm like, you you were paid millions of dollars. Hit hit a shot, man. Like All they needed, what they they hit that one after 28, and it was PJ Tucker. Yeah. Like you have Eric Gordon, you have James Harden, you have all these people that like Charles Reese over 12 in the game. one was too big. And it's like it's insane. But there were certain things in that game that had they swung another way, like, there were a lot of questionable calls. And like, as a Harden fan, I've defended him. And I know a lot of times that he does get those calls, but Regardless of that, like there were calls that well, were not you know, consistent.
3: I'll say and that, that's that's the one thing I'll give people who are out there who have, you know, call harden a bitch or don't call it's like it doesn't matter. It's just a matter of consistency. You have yeah. like if you're gonna make the call, call it all year. And if you're not gonna make the call, and maybe don't put you know, people were tweeting a lot of the basketball bloggers, a lot of the uh, advanced metrics, the blog boys as Kevin Durant calls them, <laughs> who he hates so much. We're pointing out that Callahan, who's one of the refs, calls like a third as many of the fouls on Harden as any other referee in the league. You haven't had to have this game, but uh, I'll give you the one thing, and I'm not making an excuse for the Rockets. And I'm I was rooting for the Rockets, yeah. obviously, but uh, you have to be consistent. And yeah. James Harden goes into that game, and suddenly. A, a, the what has been a foul the whole year isn't a foul. I I'll give you that. But look, we can play the what if game all all the time. It, and it comes down to this. It comes down to they missed twenty seven straight oh, yes. threes, yeah.
2: and, and and in particular, Harden and Gordon were four of twenty five.
3: Yeah. No, I and I agree. Think, totally. think about if they just hit
2: four more total. If they're eight of twenty five, which is still awful, yeah. which is Kobe Bryant. NBA Finals 2010 Game Seven. Look that shit up, fam.
0: But yeah, like it's those kind of bad numbers. And I and I right. agree totally. Like I am not saying that it, Harden as the leader of this team deserves a lot of the blame tonight because, as again, I am the biggest Harden fan and I will always love Harden. He does Harden his, give you a hard on. Yes, he does. His personality, yeah. though, he's gonna have to figure out how he's gonna overcome this because the the fact is when he when they're sh- just playing horrible. He realizes, I'm the best player on this team, I have to do everything, and he trusts nobody else, and he dribbles the ball out, and he wastes the entire game, and like, then he takes these ridiculous shots, and as a leader of a team, you can't do that, and you know, honestly, Chris is not going to be here that long, he's on the wrong side of 30, Like, I love Chris Paul and he has that fire and that energy, which is what we needed tonight, but if Harden is going to be the, you know, the career-long rocket, he's going to have to figure out that fire. But that's yeah, that's he, my opinion on it. And he, like, sh-
2: he should play Elton John's uh, song "Rocket Man." When he comes out on the court. <laughs> I think
0: that would be that would probably hype him up. That would fix everything. Right? We should do that. Sure. Hire Antonio. You're the coach. It's a good
2: tune. That's gonna be. it. Who's gonna see Elton John with me when he comes on tour next year? Because he's coming to L. A. I was I was already looking.
3: just just handing the mic to Trevor because it looks <laughs> like Trevor's going with you.
2: <laughs> I was lo- You'd see Elton John, right? Sure. Why not? Go on Seeky, get some tickets. I was already looking. Now, Trevor, you're warriors. Man, you're just killing this ad vibe, Pram. <laughs> I'm trying to just do a SeatGeek ad. You just like, fuck that shit.
3: Well, I'm just trying to get the blog boys out of the way. I think I'm
2: randomly bringing up Elton John right now. I mean, I'm trying to work in an ad read I mean, I here. I thought
3: you were going into it, but then you just left too much space. <laughs> Can't leave that kind of open space, bro.
2: Trevor, talk about the blog boys. Then I'll do this ad.
3: What do you want to know? What's on <laughs> what do you want <laughs> That's Trevor. Well, I Trevor, know you said earlier super excited about going to
4: the you NBA. You said I'm like excited. It's it's hard to get excited when you've already expected them. Can we to talk be about here.
2: who gives a shit about the game? So, Let's be honest. You 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 did shrooms and uh <laughs> 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 that's, that's what I want to talk about. You did shrooms at Joshua Tree with your girl. I, I, yeah. Share that experience. A that's a fun time.
4: It was a good time. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, there was two other people. There were a couple of other buddies there. Okay. It was good. We didn't get far. We only literally got about
2: but you found random shrooms? No. <laughs>
3: Fuck, I thought, I, no. What I, kind of shit is that, I, Ruth thought
2: I, I thought I heard you walked into Joshua Tree and there was like a patch of like wild shrooms. And oh, you
3: made- well, apparently you know nothing about Joshua <laughs> Tree. One, no cows live there. There's nothing yeah. grows there Two, besides
2: cactuses. Yeah, just let it go.
3: Two, yeah. if the, you know how many fucking drug addicts go to Joshua Tree every day? If there was just mushrooms there, <laughs> they wouldn't last long enough for fucking Trevor to find them. Okay,
4: yeah, I've never been to Joshua Tree. It's a track out there. It's not, it's far from here. So Where'd
3: you get your shrooms from?
4: Literally a chick here in LA.
2: Okay. How much?
4: <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Girl- <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Girlfriend's buddies got them for us. Okay. Her got friends you. got them.
2: I don't know if that'd be good for my brain now. I've done them twice. Uh, I I think
4: they'd be good for you. But it'll enlighten I, you. I
2: laugh a lot when I'm on shrooms. I always
3: laugh my ass off. Yeah. I, was- I think it would be the best thing ever for you. You're in a much happier place, I'm sure, than the last time you did shrooms. I did them in Las Vegas in 2008. That was a good time, actually.
2: <laughs> I was laughing so hard when I was puking. I was puking uncontrollably. You know that happens sometimes, and I couldn't stop
3: laughing. My buddy- As opposed to controlled puking. Good day, sir. You know, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what? You know where we should do. At a, a and a fine Eve to you, man. <laughs>
4: yeah. You, you know where we should do streams at? Where the Ellen John concert.
2: <laughs> See, my boy brings yeah. it. My boy brings it back, and you know what I'm gonna get those tickets for Elton John. On Seat Motherfucking Geek, that's right. You can also get those NBA Finals tickets on Seat Geek. I'm gonna go to a Reds Padres game this week. Get my tickets on Seat Geek. It's the only place I go to. Joe Prano. It's the only place the Dirtball should go to. In fact, we got a tweet today from Indy. What's his name? Oh, I'm forgetting his name. Indiana Dirtball. He was in Anaheim. Used. Seekeek promo code Dirty. And the reason you should use that is because you get $20 off your first ticket purchase. Shout out to Zach Keller at IU Fanatic. His
3: Where was he what game was he at?
2: Looks like he was down in Anaheim. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So guys, download the Seekeek app and enter our promo code Dirty today. That's promo code Dirty for $20 off your first Seekeek purchase. Again, just download the app and enter that promo code in the settings tab, and that's promo code Dirty for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. And I'm going to
3: put it out there. I'm going to put it out there, Randy. I don't usually do things like this, but I'm going to put it out there. If anybody wants to buy me a ticket to the NBA Finals up in uh, up in Oakland to watch my boy LeBron, okay. I will buy beers for the whole uh, for the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna put it all out- the, the big beers too, not the little ones, big ones with 22, 34, however many. Fuck, I'll bring beers to the parking lot. In fact, I'll give you an extra twenty dollars cash on top of that Sea Geek rebate, rebate, and I'll buy all your beers. And I'll bring mushroom from Trevor's girl.
2: Well, I will put this out there. Anybody who wants to buy me tickets to Sir Elton John, yes, he is, he is, a, he is a he is a knight, Sir Elton John. Uh, I will give you a handshake. <laughs> And you can take a selfie with me. I'm not finding you beer. I'm just saying. Yeah, take you to Float Lab. We should go to Float Lab. Would you do Float Lab, Trevor? I think Trevor would do Float Lab with me. It seems like he's down for the experience. It's a good time, man. I'm telling you. do not worthy
3: of Float Lab, by the way.
2: He's, he's a diabolical hater.
3: I'm not a hater. You're a hater. I'm I'm actually really glad that you do it. It's got you in a good place. You questioned me the other I day. I don't know. I, I, you might have gone too far. It might have taken you an hour where you're... Posting Instagram quotes on Twitter, do There'll be more of those. Yeah, I can't believe that didn't have flower emojis around it. You know, you know, you know what's funny <laughs> like about that. tweet. You know what's funny about that tweet is a lot
2: of dirtballs were saying who's the girl or what's the girl. It literally had nothing to do with the girl. It's just you know, I'm just trying to get some wisdom out there. I don't always have to, I'm be, to get
3: some wisdom out
4: there. <laughs> I
2: don't always have to be you know the sarcastic guy. But you know, humans we're like <laughs> onions. There's lots of layers. You know, You're just trying to peel. One layer back at a time. I can be the funny guy. I can be the guy in a thong shaking my dick in Savage Town. I can also maybe spit some knowledge. That's all I'm trying to bring to the table, guys. Speaking of knowledge. And also
3: like an onion. I might be allergic to you. (laughs) uh, Speaking of knowledge, we need to catch up on our NHL knowledge. Yes. Our girl Alexis. Oh, National Hockey League. I was like, oh. Is that like racing?
2: We have a long overdue call. In fact, she's already on the line. Our hockey correspondent Alexis, it's been I think I think the last time she called in, I think Wayne Gretzky was actually still playing in the NHL.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been it's been a hot minute for sure.
3: So Alexis, the NHL, sorry, I believe it's the Stanley Cup Final. Like the yes. uh, there, there's no S for some reason. Uh, I still don't know why that is, but uh, <laughs> has begun. It's be it it, it started tonight.
1: Yes. Yep, first game was tonight.
3: It is the game over?
1: It is. Who Yes. Won? The game um the Golden Knights won. Oh
3: wow. <laughs> I saw I saw they won six to four, but
1: before we,
2: before we get to that, before we get to okay. the actual final, can we talk about this team? I mean this, this I
1: suppose
3: By the way, we were we were one game away. We were one lightning win away from Pre Nostradamus' strip club prediction yep. being right. <laughs> and then the 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 bolts, as they're called, just didn't want to be in there. They didn't want yeah. the they didn't want the lap dance finals. So now we got the I fucking for- capitals.
1: I forgot about that strip club prediction. That would have been pretty exciting. Um, you know
3: yeah, I, the- You and I didn't forget though, Alexis. I didn't forget
2: that Joe and I were always big team Vegas Golden Knights. You, for some you reason, were. since the, I mean, time before the season started, you know, uh-huh. you for some reason were a hater. <laughs> and what happened?
1: Okay. Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot because I knew I was going to get this question and the Alexis is a hater um, insult, and um, I feel like I should clarify um, the distaste I have for this. So I have nothing against the team. I have nothing against the guys on the team. In fact, some of the guys I really like. Like, I love Marc-Andre Fleury. I think he's a great goaltender. I just think he's a super cool guy all around. Um, Some of these guys have won Stanley Cups before. Some haven't. Either way, I have nothing against the team and I think it's super cool that an expansion team has come in and done what they've done because it's a sports story. It's not just a hockey story. It's like, you know, people who don't pay attention to sports or don't pay attention to hockey have been talking about the Golden Knights and that's really cool because they're drawing intrigue, you know, from people who watch other sports or who never watch sports to begin with and that's, that's a cool story. The problem I have with this is the fans because as a sports fan, you guys can attest to this too and, you know, Being a sports fan is hard, and it's stressful, and you go through ups and downs, and you watch your team lose, and if you're lucky enough, you watch your team win a championship, and some people never get to experience that joy, and some get to experience it a lot. These fans come into this, you know. They're maybe they were fans of other teams before because they didn't have a team in Vegas, or maybe they were never fans of hockey. Maybe they watched a hockey game for the it's first like the time. The
0: Gettysburg Address. This
3: is like this is like when we play basketball. I want to be like, relax, relax. There's I was thinking no time about I had this
1: prepared.
4: I can tell this is like a soliloquy. What
3: yeah. is, she had notes. You even
4: made notes, Alexis, didn't you? Do you
1: get index no. cards over there? I don't have any index cards. All right, sorry, um,
2: I, I rudely interrupted you. Finish your your no, sermon fine. on the mount.
1: <laughs> Moral of the story: I'm very upset that fans have not experienced the suffering, and they've gone straight to the excitement because, as a sports fan, the suffering is a big part of being a sports fan, and I think it's a little unfair that they get to experience the joy before they've gotten any suffering. So that's uh, the point. Well, of that there's story.
3: also, you know, the the flip side of that coin is that. You can almost say none of these people are really fans yet, right? Like you can't, you're not a fan of something that you've been following for eight months. Like I'm becoming a fan. I'm like, it's exciting that they're, they're in the finals, but the final Jesus, I'm going to just do that. It's like, it's like (laughs) SATs or RBIs. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I'm with you. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. There's also potentially, there's two potential things at work here though. One, they win. And then there's always like they won in their first season ever and didn't win again for 80 years. Vegas no longer has gambling and (laughs) the the Paris Hotel burned to the ground Um, or they lose. And we all know how hard it is in sports to just get back to these to the final of anything. So uh, there's potential for real devastation here. But they're up 1-0.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I, I get the point you're making. Somebody actually said that to me today, too, about, you know, they're not really fans. Like, they're, they they just started watching. Like I said, some of them may have never watched a hockey game before Vegas came or the, the team came to Vegas. And um, it's funny because there was a goal that the Caps scored today and they were showing a replay. And the guy sitting right behind the glass, Golden Knights fans, were smiling. I'm like, if this were me in the finals and my team got scored on, I'd be in literal tears. So it's just like you see some of these things and the way some of these fans acted the game. And it's like, you're right. Some of them they're here for you know the excitement and if their team wins great but they're even if the team loses they're not going to feel that same devastation that people who are fans be to like team we made forever. it to the final in our yeah. first season I, you know for I, them it's kind of you know like at this point anything is is good and if something bad happens oh well there's you know it's the first season
3: i
2: believe you millennials call how you're acting right now is salty
1: <laughs> yes that is what we would call it <laughs> and yes i am
2: salty <laughs> with your coffee <laughs> Now, Alexis, Uh, I I can't
3: believe you're not drinking salted coffee at this point, (laughs) Ruther, with all the Joe Rogan you listen to. He he said, oh, yeah, uh, dump a bunch of salt and it'll raise your brain power. Only if you uh, do it in a hyperbaric (laughs) chamber, though, while you're sleeping upside down.
2: Well played, Joe Prano. Well played. Now, Alexis, I was also overtaken by the story, like you said, which was a great Mm -hmm. point. All sports fans. Now, I texted my buddy. Yep. Quick background. I'm not going to release his name to protect his family. <laughs> he, he is a for, He's a Canadian. He's a former minor league player. So I texted him. I said, how are they so good? And he, this is what he said. He said, a combination of many things. They got yep. to picked the team they wanted around, the type of hockey they wanted to play, great coaching. All guys had a chip on their shoulder because they weren't protected by their team, mm-hmm. and great goaltending. Would, yep. you, would you say that's pretty much what happened this year?
1: Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing is, you know, A lot of people keep saying, like, "Oh my God, it's so amazing that they made it to the finals!" Like, who would have thought? And there is that side of it, but the other side too is these guys are talented guys. It's not like these guys came from the HL and have never played a professional hockey game in their whole life, or you know, anything like that. These guys, there's, like I said, there's guys on the team who've won Stanley Cups. There's guys on the team who've played in the playoffs before. There's guys on the team who've been in the league for a while. So it's not like these guys came out of nowhere and hit the you know NHL ice for the first time and all of a sudden made it to the finals. That's not the kind of story we're seeing here. We're just seeing a team who's never played together before make it this far which is incredible and I'm not trying to take anything away from them but a lot of people overlook the fact that these guys are talented players they have a lot of talent on the team and um, they were lucky to be able to click as a team on the first try here and get this far and that's pretty incredible that they were able to do that so yeah I would agree 100% that there's a lot of different factors that play into why they made it this far Um, and there's actually a guy on the team who made a comment um, that they're misfits um, because you know they were exposed by their team and they ended up on vegas and i was talking to my dad about this and we're both kind of annoyed by the, that term misfits because the team's You know everybody had to expose people they didn't have a choice to be like oh no sorry you're not going to take anybody from our team that that wasn't an option you had to expose people and the people that got exposed are obviously going to be your third and fourth liners some second liners maybe depending on the situation um so it's not like they're misfits you know the teams didn't have a choice they had to give people up um and a lot of these guys were good players who just didn't have the opportunity on the team they were on because there was guys who were a little bit better than them who were the first liners and second liners so yeah these guys are talented and they all end up on a team together and they use that talent to their advantage to get them this far in the playoffs, and it is pretty incredible.
2: Well, let's talk about the Capitals for a minute. Again, I yep. don't know anything about hockey, but I do know <laughs> this is Ovechkin's first Stanley Cup uh-huh. final. Correct?
1: Yep, yep, yeah. They uh, the last time the team made the finals was in 1998. They lost to the Red Wings. They got swept. Um, And this is Ovechkin's first trip. It's Barry Trotz, their coach, his first trip to the finals. Um, And Ovechkin, you you mentioned that the Golden Knights players are playing with a chip on their shoulder, and that's kind of what Ovechkin is doing as well. Um, I mentioned um, in my call before the playoffs started that getting past the Penguins has been their biggest nemesis, and they haven't been able to do it. Um, And they finally did it this year. They beat Columbus in the first round, and then they beat the Penguins, and then they came back and beat the Lightning um, and made it to the finals. And Ovechkin has just been playing with a chip on his shoulder as well and once they got past the penguins i i thought they would be able to beat the bolts as well because that was kind of their biggest hurdle that they were trying to get over um or,
2: and- or real quick we could say ovechkin has been playing with a kremlin on
3: his shoulder
1: <laughs> sure we could say that as well if, if you'd like if that to.
3: were a synonym for chip in any language
2: <laughs> no we you know it's play on it's, <laughs> i'm playing off gremlin but it's kremlin did we see what i did there guys <laughs>
3: Does anybody say playing with gremlin on their shoulder? I'm just making things up. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: didn't you? I, make it? I mean, we you know what? Uh, you know what was uh, the, the the sad part is like the salt <laughs> thing just crushed, and then you came back with a Kremlin <laughs> gremlin reference. Like, well, you know what they say about Ovechkin? Don't feed him at night when he's with the Kremlin. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs>
2: Don't you miss these calls? Water <laughs>
3: turns to ice, and if the Kremlin gets wet, he gets yeah, angry. It's, it's
1: been far too long. And then the uh, goals multiply.
3: <laughs> I'm just trying to
2: keep Alexis on her toes over there. So oh, yeah, I, I can just hear you laughing. This is great. <laughs> Who do you like in this series? Now, obviously, the Golden Knights yep. are up 1-0 now. Where do you see this yep. headed?
1: Um, so I don't know. I have a couple thoughts on this. The game was really, it was a really fun game to watch. It was back and forth. I mean, 10 goals scored in a Stanley Cup final game is a lot of goals because, you know, it it tightens up. I believe they're just called
3: goal. Even when they're plural, (laughs) once you get to this stage of the playoffs,
1: 10 goal or (laughs) score. Um, you don't see a lot of high scoring like that as it gets further along into even the season, you know, towards the end of the regular season you see it tighten up a bit and then especially once you get into the playoffs, a 10 goal game is, is a pretty big game um, and it was back and forth. I don't think there was any one team who really dominated. It wasn't like I thought, you know, either team had their backs against the wall. Um, it was a very competitive game. Um, the ice was really fluky just because Vegas is so hot that kind of messes up the ice and the Caps aren't used to playing on ice like that. They were constantly having to fix the ice and it makes the puck bounce and roll in ways that they're not used too um so i think that takes a little getting used to um i thought Wait, are, they, are looked- they
2: playing in the desert or indoors like what <laughs> how does that still happen is that the same problem in phoenix
1: um yeah yeah places like arizona deal with it california um it's definitely a thing it's just just um, like
3: ground heat from underneath or
1: i'm not sure what it is it, that's got to be what it is Fascinating. Um, it's yeah they have to you know the ice chips up easier and they have to go out and resurface the ice more often and um, it does cause problems it makes the puck roll it makes the ice soft it's hard to skate on it's hard to move the puck around um, yeah it's definitely a thing um, and it's uh, for a team who plays you know in Washington DC um, as their home ice they're not used to that same kind of um, extreme heat where it's making the ice a little bit softer than usual so I think that takes a little bit of getting used to um, Trevor, I definitely noticed Trevor it actually
3: had to deal when we went to Arizona he, uh, his drinking was affected the same way is that so yeah he was bouncing around the hotel room after because of the heat
1: yeah it uh it definitely uh messes with you and uh if you're not used to it it can it can cause you some issues for sure um <laughs> I thought uh, I thought Fleury looked great. Um, Holtby was a little bit questionable. Um, he was having some trouble with his rebound control, and that's a little concerning um, against a team uh, like Vegas, who's really good um, at pushing offensively. Um, and a couple times that caused him some issues and led to a couple goals. Um, I thought Game One was really interesting. I think at this point it could go either way. I was kind of interested to see how Vegas would, um, you know, handle the final, the finals, and how um, the Caps would come out because this is, you know, new experiences for a lot of these guys as well um but are you laughing at the whole plural thing that i'm dealing with (laughs) yeah (laughs) now you got me thinking about it. i'm second guessing everything i'm saying um but yeah they they made a comment in the pregame show about how the team who won the first game of the past like six finals ended up winning the stanley cup um so that got me kind of thinking as i'm watching the game like okay is that going to happen again and if that is true vegas will end up winning the stanley cup so I guess we'll have
3: to see. I have a question for you because I obviously this is also a big time of year for basketball. Um, Mm -hmm. So I wonder because I don't watch hockey, nor am I in touch with hockey, social media or the general sense (laughs) around hockey. Are there Cheddar Dick hockey fans who are like, I'd love to see Ovechkin play without a helmet when players were tougher?
1: (laughs) You know, that's funny you say that because I don't (laughs) don't see that argument with hockey. It's Um,
3: It's
1: almost like hockey fans know what
3: the fuck they're talking about.
1: <laughs> um, and you know, hockey, just like every other sport, has changed dramatically. You know, I'd like to see
3: Flurry of- play in that Friday yeah. the Thirteenth mask.
1: Yeah, see a um, stop, it- <laughs> see you stop
3: pucks in a Halloween mask, buddy. Um, flopper.
1: Yeah, I mean. Maybe it's maybe it's just, you know, the the feeds that I have on Twitter and what I'm seeing, but I, I don't really think I've ever had that conversation with somebody or seen people arguing in that way. You've never um, seen and,
2: terms like, Oh my god, Sidney Crosby, he's not hard nosed. He doesn't have the killer instinct. He's not tenacious. Nobody I bodies mean, him up.
1: You do you do see arguments like that in the sense where they're saying, Oh, they're not tough enough or they're not fast enough, but it's never like a comparison to how things used to be. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I I think that's kind of, you know, cool that people can pull that out of an argument and just kind of say, like, here's what we have now. Here's how it is now. I mean, if you, you know, there was an interesting um, interview that the NHL did um, earlier in the season that they've kind of played um, during intermission throughout several games over the course of the year where they interviewed like some older hockey players like Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, um I think Bobby Orr, and then they had also Sidney Crosby and uh, Jonathan Taves, and it was like a roundtable discussion where they kind of talked about how the game has changed and, you know, what would it be like if Sidney Crosby played, you know, back in the old days or if Wayne Gretzky played um, in the current days, and it was just kind of a cool discussion hearing these guys from different eras of hockey talk about, like, how difficult it might be to play in a certain stage or, you know, just the competition level, but it's never like an argument over it. It's just more of a interesting discussion to talk about.
2: Well, Alexis... We appreciate the call. Yeah, we'll hear from you uh, in about six years.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. No, we have
2: Hope to. We have to, do a, well. we have to
3: do. a post series wrap up. Well,
2: no, of of course we will. Uh, and and uh, <laughs> that's that's one Andy Ruther uh, dirty sports guarantee that will actually happen.
3: I I, yeah. I mean I got to say I'm rooting for Vegas simply because the cup, like the excitement of the cup moving yeah. around big. That's my favorite part of hockey. <laughs> yes. Is the post... When everyone gets to take out the cup. Yeah, everybody gets to take out the cup. Yeah. Like, taking it in, Like, where are you taking it in D.C.? To the Jefferson fucking <laughs> Memorial? Like, hey, look, there's Abe Lincoln with a cup on his lap.
2: I, I If I had the cup, I'd for sure do two things. I'd for sure teabag it. I'd put my balls in it. <laughs> and,
3: and, and you'd for sure take it to an isolation chamber where the cup would meditate with you.
2: <laughs> no. I would also... After T vagon, I eat a big bowl of cereal out of it.
1: Phil Kelsey ate hot dogs out of it last year, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Say yeah.
2: Get a big old bowl of cereal. That would be great. <laughs> Alexis, where can people harass you on social media?
1: Yeah, if you want to yell at me because I'm a girl and I like sports, you can go to <laughs> oh, yeah. Alexis Mariana.
3: Wait, wait, um, say it again. I was laughing. Shot fired in honor of the Stanley Cup final. Shot fired.
1: <laughs> at Alexis Mariana on Twitter, M I R J A N A same thing on instagram um yeah give me a follow talk hockey with me yell at me if you want i don't really care
2: i like it i've noticed the change in you it's it's more you, you've turned into more of a badass yeah, yeah i love this
3: <laughs> she's more
1: come I just at me bros. It for what it is yeah, yeah you're like i have my yeah. cuff
2: in. i'm ready to fuck some shit
1: up that's basically how I feel most of the time actually. See exactly. Well, Alexis, yeah. thank
2: you for the call and we will be
1: in yeah, touch. No soon. Problem.
3: Is it safe All to right, say so you I'm- would have a you'd have an iced latte out of the cup if you wanted on the
1: cup? <laughs> I think it's safe to say, yeah.
2: yeah. All right, Alexis, get some sleep. We're going to keep thusting right. on the show.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. See
4: you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're
3: going to keep thusting on the show. She's like, "Okay, buddy. <laughs> you have fun over there." Well, Prano, did you learn some things? I learned. I learned everything. I learned who was playing in the Stanley Cup Final. I learned who's winning. The Do you remember Stanley what Cup you final. said
2: when the year started? No. You don't remember when the NHL year started? No, did I say I was going to watch hockey. You said I promise this year I'm getting into it. Like, like you made this big plea that you were getting into
3: it. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll tell you what. The NHL, they don't make it easy. They were they were playing playoff games on the Golf Network, <laughs> like. Not saying no one's watching hockey, but like, you're you're not you're on a less popular sports network, which is proof, I guess, that is it's not less popular, right? Like, there is no NHL network, or is there? There is. I don't. Is there? Yes. How come they don't play games on that shit?
2: Well, the NHL's main deal is with NBC Universal, but no, I would assume more people, more people next sure. year though. No, more. I guarantee you, more people watched the
3: Stanley Cup because it was on NBC versus TNT tonight. What, you think more people watch the hockey game than the basketball game? I do. No. I do. Mm, I don't think so.
2: No. I, am I completely out of my mind on this? Yeah. yeah because probably. I'm thinking one's on NBC and one's on TNT?
3: No. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it might be close just simply because of the broadcasting, but I don't think it'll be. Game seven? I don't think so.
2: Really? Are we saying just U.S. or U.S. and Canada? Just U.S. Well, look, you
3: got well then... Canada? I mean, yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Then we go worldwide. Like, I mean, where are we doing? Where are we getting our ratings from? I'm just saying. Worldwide, we all know that. I mean, there's certainly no one in the booths of that hockey. I'm like Ovechkin, Ovechkin, you stole my heart and my eyes, like or whatever. Like, there's no, there was no Brazilian, there's no Brazilian broadcaster. Yeah, because you know that's what gremlins do. Uh, Good (laughs) callback. Good call by Gremlin. The Gremlin! The Gremlin!
2: You stole my eyes and took them to the Gremlin! What happened to that chick from Gremlin? She was hot. She was also in uh Drop Dead Fred. The chick from Gremlin. Oh really? Is that yeah. who it was?
3: Yeah.
2: Heidi is it Heidi? I don't know. <laughs> Big fan of '80s. Big fan. Dropped it. Just a drop dead
3: Fred reference on us,
2: Trevor. It's too hot in here. He's open the window. Don't. But th- yeah. no, we can't be too loud here. This is the problem. My, my is. Okay. Well, we
3: already talked basketball. We already talked hockey. So I think all the excitement's cooled down from here. I'm glad. Next t- year, though, with the hockey bro. You gonna do it? Next year is my hockey year. Really? No. No NFL. Uh. Well, th- th-
2: this whole no NFL. This, th- this is a. This is right now a, a fluid process. There's still things that are going to happen with the NFL. I'm not as worried. I'm not going to be as dramatic about you. I, I, I was definitely, I hate, and I said that last episode, I am firm in my stance on how I feel about everything. But I think things are still going to change.
3: Okay. Well, they better because you've been very critical of the people always who bitch and complain and like, oh, you don't really care about domestic violence if you fucking keep watching. You don't really care about whatever. And
2: but I... I'm critical myself,
3: yeah. yeah. I've said and, I clearly and, don't. And I... And look, uh my my mom wasn't abused, and I never abused anybody, and my sister wasn't abused, and I don't... Look, you're right. It doesn't fucking hit home, and those guys get suspended for it and whatever. And I, I feel like maybe as shitty a job as they're doing, they're trying, but this was a... Blatant and overreaching attack on, you know, freedom in America. And I, um yeah. So, till they sort that out. But they will. Well, I, I better hope so. Or else I, I, Trevor's going to be picking games with you next year. I
2: have scheduled. I have scheduled a. I'm already uh,
3: looking into fucking getting an Aussie football league subscription.
2: Well, I've scheduled an owners out what meeting. VPNs are. I've scheduled a Venice Beach Float Lab owners meeting. <laughs> yeah. I think they all need some time in the Float Lab to decompress a little, and plus, it might kill them. Well, all, you which know, might be a
3: benefit. I don't know if you heard. They're actually uh, a lot of the Make America Great Again people are uh, attacking the Float Labs because apparently you're lying down during that. It's very disrespectful. Yes. To veterans everywhere. I don't know if you know, but everybody who's related to a veteran sleeps standing up like a uh bat. <laughs> I do I do want to give some love uh to Prano's new
2: philosophy for for blocking people on Twitter. I, I wanna say it was life changing.
3: Yeah. We are all the, we are all the Kimbe matumbo <laughs> We I it's mean, like Spartacus. Like I'm de Kimbe. I came home last night and No, I'm de Kimbe. <laughs> and uh I saw my fingers aren't even long enough to do the <laughs> I, I have to like move my whole hand. He was like doing the fucking. What about baby fingers over yeah. here?
2: It's like a fucking. It's like a, I mean, it's like a small carrot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at these things. Girls are still amazed when they when like I pointed out to girls like if I'm on a date or from seeing a girl, she's like, "Oh my god, your hands." I'm like, "Yep, I got a small dick too." Anyway,
3: uh... <laughs> They're like, stop looking at my hands. Look at the lines in my head. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) So
2: I got home after the Eastern Conference Finals, Game 7. And my mentions, of course, were on fire because I had a lot of pro LeBron. And you're right, Prano. There is no better feeling than when I see a faceless troll. And and it's now to the point with me. By the way, I don't want to turn my Twitter feed into an echo chamber. I'm open to different opinions but i just have very simple requirements just like joe set up yeah. you either need your you need your real
3: face that's my only requirement but but when you come at me and say "the bitch i mean or- face and name preferably yeah. face or name name like look i get a lot of people like you know my i'm at fix your life but i put my name like there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat here but like if you're if you're not a real name and not a real face and you're annoying me. I'll give, you, I'll give you four pictures in your media to have something that might identify you or poof, you're fucking out. But here's the fuck out of here.
2: A lot of people still aren't understanding it. Still yeah. fellow dirtballs. Guys, it's real simple. You can't be a dick or critical or whatever. You're just getting blocked if you don't show yourself. And I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm team Prano 100% on this. At first I was like, yeah, it's a little harsh. But no. Why, why should I care about your opinion? if you if you're not if you don't have the balls to, to stand actually for it show yourself
3: it's like it's not a real opinion right? it's not like it's it's the idea that you're just gonna be a person who just goes ma and it's like you're you know when people say like oh that's a bot that's about like whether you're a real person behind that or not you're essentially a bot because you don't stand for your opinion yeah you're not standing for your opinion you're just going like no, this is what I think it's like who who thinks this? Who thinks Who this? are you? The meme of Terry yeah. Rogier? Yeah. I don't like I don't I, know who that is. Yeah.
2: I mean even today somebody came at me over it's, again what's great about this whole strategy that Prano has formulated? It, it it's not just sports. It's not even close to sports. Somebody called me dumb today and I looked, "Oh, you're a picture of of a soccer stadium." Yeah. Oh, and I and I saw. Oh, you follow Joe. You follow
3: me. You're probably dirtball. oh blocked. You called me. Yeah. You called me dumb, and you don't show your fo- your face. You're not smart enough to know how to take a selfie. <laughs> Upload it to Twitter. But you are. You're just fat and ugly.
2: Yeah, you don't have the balls to show lines in your head like me, like my <laughs> current profile pic.
3: See, and basically what Andy's doing with the lines in his head, he's like, it doesn't get worse than this. Put a picture up of yourself. Yeah. It doesn't get any worse than this.
2: Let's get to some calls. And I have actually a, a faceless troll related call. Oh, great. But before we do that, I just want to say I love your Flag and Anthem outfit today, Pranip. Full Flag and Anthem.
3: Full these, Flag and Anthem. These are my new Flag and Anthem shorts. This is my first time wearing them. Looking fresh. I really like these shorts. I don't know what they're called, but they're fantastic. And then this look at this two hot chicks, surfboards, asses out, thigh gaps. That's it. I'm at That's two it. thigh gaps on my sh- sh- t-shirt right now. That's like an OG flag and anthem shirt. Yeah, yeah. And I and I don't rock it a lot because I'm like I never know what I rock this shirt with. Found a great pair of shorts that are brand new on the flag, flag and anthem website. Love them. them. And I was like, ooh, that shirt would go great with these shorts. Yeah, love it, guys. You can look just as fresh as Joe.
2: Just go to FlagandAnthem.com and drop promo code Dirty to get twenty five percent off your first order. We began some great tweets from Dirt Balls. Again, it will be in the description of the podcast in case you forget. It's promo code DIRTY. Go to flagandanthemdrop.com Drop that promo code. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited because uh, it's near the end of the month. We get to pick out some new gear.
3: And I, you know what? I got to say to Dirt Balls out there, get yourself some flag and Anthem. Get Get a whole outfit. Get jeans. Get shirts. Get a hat. Get a hoodie. Get some outerwear. And take a picture of that. And then you won't be so embarrassed to put up a picture on Twitter. You know? Like, I get it. But my job! My job doesn't allow me to wear a flag and anthem. My job! If I hear one more, my job. I love everybody looks, like, everybody works, all these dirtballs work for the CIA. (laughs) You don't know how to, you don't know the difference between there and there, but you work for the CIA.
2: My little brother doesn't show his face on Twitter. Um... But he pretty much doesn't troll ever. Right. That's that's the one. By the way, Mark, if you're listening, we all know who you are. Like they know. <laughs> is he like,
3: Mark Ruther on Twitter?
2: No, he's not. I'm not gonna give out his Twitter. I, I think some of the dirtballs have figured out. Show your goddamn face. How did I raise you?
3: But the other thing is, there's people. I get, I get that Twitter is a thing where you can create a feed, yeah. right, of your interests and follow it. So if you want to be at Dickbag One and it'll be a picture of like a fucking you know American flag or whatever, cool. Just don't ever write anything to me. <laughs> yeah. Just read. if you want to just read things anonymously, that's cool. Read things anonymously.
2: Well, let's get to the calls. We get we have a call about it. Let's we need a clarification from you, Prayna. Right
3: Love that. What am I clarifying? I can't even I'm so excited. All right. Well, let's see what he has to say. I should have read the rundown. Was there a rundown today? No comment. Hey guys, it's number one Vikings fan Joey. Um, I was just listening to uh, episode 419, and Joe Prano said that if you're a faceless troll, um, or if you have a fake name, that he doesn't value your opinion. You can fuck off. My question is, if you have a fake name but a real picture of yourself, does that make you does that make you a, a, a worthless troll? And your opinion doesn't matter. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Condoms are for Aaron Rodgers. I think there's more people on Twitter that are afraid to show their picture than are afraid to have their name up there. Yeah, it's way more. Um, And rightfully so, I imagine. But, you know, look, I think the honorable thing to do here is to stand for your opinions. And having your name and your picture is a great way to do that. But I would certainly say... If you got a fucking picture that's like reasonable. It's not like you from the end of a fucking, you know, from the other side of a football field or whatever. It's like that's me with my puppy 200 <laughs> yards away. Is it's,
2: it? It's it's you know what that's like? You and I always laugh about this. It's the girl on Bumble who has three pictures and they're all terrible. Like they're all blurry and then it's a group of friends and you're oh, like Oh, you're oh, like, oh, like oh, which chick are on, you? Hold on, hold
3: on, hold on. The the dating app group pic is one thing. The bro group pick on Twitter might be the bottom of the barrel of like human worthlessness. Ah. You're on Twitter and your profile picture is you and four other dudes in fucking button-down shirts, like outside of a high school party. <laughs> like who's true tw- is this is this four dudes that fucking circle jerk together? Is this all your opinions? First one to jizz on the cookie, gets to write the next tweet. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's just me and my bros. Oh, so in your life, the best and only picture of your face that's worth sharing is you with a bunch of dudes, like 17-year-old smoking cigars outside of the frat house. Oh, man. Perino just lost 35% <laughs> yeah. to 60% of our audience. Just put up a fucking it. You know what? The thing is, like, it's not that hard. If I didn't have a picture, I could take one right now with my phone of me with these fucking headphones on and be like, look, now I got a picture up close of my face. Look, here we get it go. I mean, it's real simple. Look at that. I just have one. Look at that. Look at That, that should be my new profile picture. That's a cre- double chin and all. That's a creepy looking picture. Yeah. Yeah. But you can do it. Ah, oh, sorry. The only one that saved my phone was me and my frat boys from. The guy took a picture. Was standing on a deck. We're standing down below by a beer pong table. It's a pretty epic day, though.
2: I don't know, man. The blurry, the blurry female ones on Bumble. You just like when a girl has three blurry ones. You want to be like, you're just right. I'm ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm not even trying to be an asshole. Just right. I'm ugly. Oh, I,
3: I I would be swiping when I used to be on the dating house, I would swipe and I'd be like. You know what? This isn't even about you physically. Like you don't know how to operate if you're, a camera. Yeah, <laughs> if you're an adult and you don't know how to take a crisp picture you're of yourself, you're mentally challenged. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> what, what will we talk about? I'd be like, oh, so here's how camera works. Not uh, to mention
2: if you if you have sex with her, like you can't be having sex with a handicapped person. Yeah. Like there's some kind of law against that. I'm pretty sure. It's unbelievable.
3: I I kind of want you to match with one of them now and just show up and be like, uh, you don't look anything like your picture. What is with these crisp features? <laughs> This is like a high-def version of you. I was looking for more of the uh, grainy...
2: But I but I don't even get the end game of the lying pictures anyway. Yeah. No, no. no let's do this real quick. L- let's play this out. I don't get this. And this goes for both genders. I don't get the guy who shows up 50 pounds heavier or the girl who shows up 50 pounds heavier. Like, What do they think the reaction is going to
3: be? I've always wondered this. What's the reaction going to be, Prano? You go on a date... I told you. I told you it happened to me in New York. like The one like Bumble Tinder date I ever had in New York. The girl showed up. She fucking, she knew. She said it. She goes, do I look like what you think? I?" First she goes, you look exactly like your pictures. I go, yeah, that's how uh, photographs in fucking (laughs) 2015 work. This isn't, you know, I didn't have to stand still while some guy fucking lit a lamp. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) this isn't, this isn't the 1800s. Like, you know. Somebody didn't do a fucking painting of me in Rembrandt lighting. Like I, th- 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 that's a photograph of me. She goes, "Do I look just how my picture?" Go, well, no, you're fat, in your pictures. you were not fat. I didn't say you were fat, but I was like, "Uh, no, you're." I think we both know. You hit two chains. You're like, you're different. Yeah, even
2: though it's I'm different. You yeah. know what I'm
3: saying? And then I, and then she, I invited her to come to a comedy show, and she, I was like, "You can still come to the comedy show if you want," but. I, I, you're like I get extra money, more audience. Yeah, members. I mean, I, I get a kickback. Look, I already put you on the list, so technically, if you want to come, I, I just don't. Maybe one of the other comics likes fat chicks.
2: <laughs> I just don't get that end game. Yeah. it's just it's just an odd end game. You know what it is. This is what it is. This nah, I figured it. I just figured it out. I know what the end game is with those girls. They hope for idiot savage guys like me. Cause a lot of times I'll think in my head as, as awful as this is, I'll think, Well, I already met her for dinner. Yeah, she's fatter. I might as well still have sex with her. Like yeah. like I know that sounds awful and shallow and base. I'm just being honest here. My mindset is like, Well, I dropped seventy bucks on dinner, you know, I might as well throw it in. Like, I know that sounds awful, but that's what they're going for.
3: Well, let me tell you something that I've figured out recently, Andy. Sometimes it's better to just say I was wrong than I'll fuck this gross Tinder girl. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Who's wrong in that
2: situation? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, guys, just, I'm just trying to spread the word. It's a lot harder to say i'm wrong than i
3: love you just tell people you love them i love you lebron james right see prana it's that easy okay that's like a double first you had to wear that like well let's keep going
2: okay uh you want to get a call from overseas it's been a minute hooligan ball remember sam
3: yeah i thought sam was dead <laughs> the brexit shit was real he yeah, left, yeah. <laughs> he left for a while he's back I do Andy. It's your hooligan ball. I ain't called in a while, but I'm still listening. Uh, I just got a quick question. Is it okay for you to hate the fan base of of, of your own team or your favorite team? Because uh, I'm, I'm a Panthers fan and I can't fucking stand Panthers fans on Twitter, man, because they're such cheddar There was this one guy who was trying to say that he'd watched the Panthers Instagram story and, and from that he, he thought that the team was gelling really well and and he thought it was going to be a really special year because of what they put on their fucking Instagram story, and I just thought that was it was really stupid and it really pissed me off. So is it okay to hate hate your own fan base? Uh, that's it, really. Condoms. Are, I'm in a good mood. Uh, condoms are for no one. But uh, shout out to Trev and Fake Twitter. Uh, I love you guys. I can't remember Fake Twitter's name. I'm sorry. <laughs> weird twitter fake twitter
2: no fake twitter is all the faceless trolls yeah. who want to argue with us that's fake twitter that's
3: fake twitter right there it's fake twitter
2: ej sad uh
3: yeah i dude i hate i was like, you probably hate a lot of your own fan base i i'm i don't know if i hate mets fans but i i kind of hate mets fans um Mets fans. The one thing I'll give the Mets fans is they're. I feel like they're a knowledgeable fan base, but it's just such a pessimistic fan base. And I get it. I get that the Mets are, a, a, you know, a kind of a cursed franchise, and they have terrible ownership. And you know, the last World Series we had would have been a dynasty if the entire team didn't hooked on crack. But uh, the pessimism. It's like sometimes that that. I feel like that gets spread to your players a little bit. As much as we all say, oh, these athletes don't read it. We know fucking Kevin Durant's out there with 11 fake Twitter accounts. Like people are reading this shit. And sometimes the pessimism really fucking wears on me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate Giants fans. I think Giants fans are relatively good. Knicks fans can be a little pessimistic too, but Knicks fans like Knicks fans are right. Like God, we, that is a truly cursed franchise. And, but Knicks, uh, Mets fans, man, they they bother me sometimes. The pessimism, I can't. I need a little more positivity in my life.
2: I don't like the stupidity of the Cincinnati Bengals fans. Yeah, the duh, or duh, duh, this year, this year. You're like, what? No, there's not ever going to be a this year. You guys are fucking morons. Stop going to the game. Don't support this idiot.
4: Well, you're a Rams fan, so I don't know what.
2: Well, no shit, but
4: <laughs> just, just saying.
2: Yeah, and I'm bringing in my hometown. What the fuck's your problem, Trevor? Why well, you gotta be a dick?
4: <laughs> I, I have no problem. I was just saying. You should have thrown in the Reds. I'm just saying, you're a Reds fan. You're not. A, you're not a Bengals fan anymore. You're a Rams yeah, fan, supposedly. I, I am a Rams fan.
3: <laughs> I am a Rams fan. Can we get that fucking? Can we? We pull all these gifts from there. I am a Rams fan. The lean in. But they also
2: have only been here two years. I don't have enough to say about Rams fans. Like, I
3: know, mean, you could hate Rams fans. The Rams if fans, you could find I find them. Th- I'm, that's, that's what I'm gonna say.
2: These are the two Rams fans I know. And
3: Rams they could, fam. They should, why don't they go with that? By the way, why don't they call Rams fans the Ram fam?
2: The only two I know could not be more. It's different. lit, Rams fam. The two Rams fam I know are Joe Scibelli and Jesus. Like, could they be two more different types of people? No. <laughs> I almost want to go with just a random call. Some calls have popped up. I
3: think. By the way, I didn't. I didn't see this message. I, I got it since we brought him up. I got to shout out Jesus because I didn't see this till today. He Instagram messaged me today. Apparently, he got blocked on Twitter, or he got uh, suspended on Twitter yesterday. I think for going after some crazy cat lady under my Danica Patrick tweet. He's he, so shout out to fucking Jesus. He DM me turned last, down for never, bro. He DM me last night. I, I miss out. There were so many fucking crazy replies. And it's funny because I mentioned all the replies I was getting and people was like, I don't even see him." It's like, yeah, because dumb cat ladies always quote tweet, try to rally their three blog readers to fucking come at you, too. Well, he's still on right now. I think he was suspended for 24 hours, though. That's no, what they do now. Well,
2: I, I did really enjoy myself last night. That was literally me in bed. I missed. I saw your initial tweet. I favored it. But I missed all the replies. So I opened my phone.
3: I mean, you must have responded at twenty, twenty-five people, huh? Even yeah. I mean, did you go to my replies? Yes. Yeah, because there was. I replied to more people than were even in the thread because so many of these dumb fucking twats, like literally, quote tweeted and was like, "Oh, white man thinks making fun of women still funny in 2018? Cool story."
2: Yeah, but you said this today when we were watching the uh, Rockets Warriors game, and I agree.
3: It, like, makes you want to write tweets that are just going to trigger people. That was – you know what? It's funny because when I wrote it, like, that wasn't even – Like, you have a big grin when you're writing it. I wasn't even writing that that to necessarily trigger people. But it's like I did the Danica Patrick parallel park joke, and the last time she crashed at Indy, I did, like, the – I didn't even know NASCARs had a vanity mirror. Like – uh th- this isn't a hack joke or this isn't a trigger you joke. This is literally like that's my norm McDonald moment yes. on Twitter. Yes. I'm just like I'm going to make the joke that everybody is thinking but no one will make. I mean, the, I, no you, but you're right cuz everyone's too big of a pussy now. You know what is hilarious? Forget crazy cat lady feminists like who I mean, literally have no sense of humor because god forbid women White women in America who have had f- literally everything fucking handed to them and none of the work, should ever hear anything wrong about them but the the male feminist is my favorite. the male feminist is my favorite fucking responder. I'm like, dude, this isn't getting you laid because feminists fucking stink oh it's they're so they're not true. blowing you over fucking defending them on Twitter. It was like last year when the women's March happened. I tweeted. You remember the remember when it was a Charlie who made the gif of me slapping people, going "kill yourself." It's amazing. Kill yourself. That's uh, that's what I would do to any one of these dudes that fucking ever came and talked to me in real life. It's like it's the same thing when I tweeted during the Women's March. I won
2: a 24-hour live cam on women trying to parallel park for the Women's March. Yeah, it's the same exact premise that yeah. like you're saying, where you're going for the base joke, but no one has the balls to write it. Yeah, and you just laugh, and and you just. Dude, you laugh.
3: Dude, he, and I've made and again, I've made the joke like forty times. It's like it's Nora McDonald and OJ. Like I'll never stop making or,
2: or me and OJ. Me yeah. and OJ and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah.
3: Like, I'll never stop making the Danica Patrick can't drive because she's a woman joke. Never. Never.
2: Yeah. Never. Never. Nor nor should nor should you ever stop doing that.
3: Yeah. It's it, it's a fucking funny joke. Also, she's never won a goddamn thing. <laughs> like She literally has won one race in her entire professional career. Well, this is how certain male drivers hate her. This is how I look at it, Prano. And this might sound cocky,
2: but I don't care. When when these people get so worked up and they're so bent out of shape, I know, like when people come at me, I get pleasure off knowing, like, look, I'm a decent looking guy. I still have my health. I can walk right outside to the fucking beach. I'm very lucky to have all this. Your life fucking sucks. Oh,
3: I, I feel, I, I just feel pleasure out of writing the most hilarious responses that I laugh at myself over. Some girls go, You should be doing 70s porn. Did you see that one? Of course. That was my favorite one. I go, Oh, yeah, I did. Danica does the wall. I was like, I play the wall. She's really into me. <laughs> She's like, Are you ever funny? I, and I just imagine the triggered gif. <laughs>
2: But have you ever thought? Because I've written this back. Have you ever thought about writing this? And I've done this, but no, you're you're more. I like how you do. It. You do it completely different than me. I know I've written at times. It's like because they'll come at you with the same thing they'll do with me. Yeah. You're a no name, talentless hat comic, and they'll start comparing you to other comics. I've never heard of you, and it's like, well, no one ever said that you should have heard of me. Yeah. But what I what I always love, and I'll respond to sometimes, is like, no one's ever heard of me. I'm a no name. Yet you're so worked up yeah. over me. So someone's hurt. You hurt yeah.
3: me. I but the thing, is, it, what's amazing is like I don't take all any of that to heart because I am a no name. So, but who gives a fuck? I like great. I love like it's my favorite thing. It's triggering white women is literally my favorite.
2: Yeah, thing. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Triggering white
3: women. There's no better. Like,
2: There's no better thing. I agree. Oh, triggering white women. Yeah.
3: I mean, Prano, I was I- S- still with her. Well, that's just a reckless decision. There's she's not even still with her. Can we- <laughs> she's still with her. What, what? And by the way, what are we still resisting? Still with her. Still with her is like you, I want. Uh, can I? I would like to say this, and I mean it a hundred percent. Still with her is the liberal equivalent of still flying the Confederate flag. You lost. You lose. You get nothing. It's over. Over Matumbo Vince Carter, it's over. You lost. There is no her. There is no her. She's done. There, it's over. You lose. But I'm the same way with the resistance. The hashtag resistance. What are I'm you- still with her? That's like EJ going, No, the Rockets are going to the finals. No, they're going. No, they're going. <laughs> we're going. To the- no, we're going. I'm still with the Rockets. Rocket Rockets. It's, it's like my one tweet. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's like my one tweet I did a few months
2: ago. Yeah, this is the analogy. The people who still have a Hillary bumper sticker on their car.
3: Well, that's why you don't put bumper stickers on yeah. your car, because what you can do is scrape it off.
2: <laughs> no, but but you're that person who has up 2017 Cleveland Cavaliers NBA runner up. You're like yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, what? Like like take the L. You lost. Yeah. Do you want one more call? Sure. You want me to go random? A call we've never listened Ooh, to before? Yeah. Okay. Area codes choices are 661-509-314. Now, I know two of these area codes. I know one Seattle, 314, is St. Louis. I don't know the last one. What do you want?
3: Let's go with Seattle. I love Seattle. Okay. I'll be in uh, Washington two shows in July. (laughs) Good plug. Let's see what we got. Yeah, it's CC here in Seattle. Super Psych. The Warriors made the uh, fourth straight finals. I know Joe, you love DeAntoni and uh, the fact that his system um, kind of invented the current basketball system now, but it just it whatever he does can't win. The Rockets went seven from forty-four tonight from three. That's not gonna make it. you need a better mix, man. I don't know. Like I know you love DeAntoni, but his system just doesn't function to win a championship or even. An, a conference championship.
2: Th- there's a, That's it. Peace. Oh, CT dropping a haymaker to end I this love,
3: show. I love CT. I'll see him in July. Great uh, derp ball. We'll, we're actually going to the Mariners game together. There's only one loophole in that theory. is His system did just win the conference finals. His system did already win a championship. The Warriors run his system. They just do it with way, way... Way better shooters and way, way, way more consistent players. Clay Thompson would hit 43s a game on the Rockets. Like it is like Alvin Gentry literally said that after they won their first championship. He came up and fucking. Stole the microphone from Steve Curry. He's like, I just want to say, shout out to Mike D'Antoni, you did it. This is your offense. I'm out. I'm going to coach Pelicans. Thank you for my career. He literally did it. it. Did it is their system. Everybody like this isn't a like oh remember when Mike D'Antoni invented seven seconds or less and then the whole NBA did and like what like that's that's what's happening. Like we talk about the evolution of basketball and we talk about these bigs who have to be able to shoot threes and we talk about like. The Warriors came out in the third quarter and they were like, yeah, we're not going to just start going to the basket because we didn't hit shots in the first and the second quarter. We're going to keep shooting and it's going to fucking work. And honestly, if you look at down the stretch of that game, one thing that Kerr did in the fourth quarter is he started doing hack a capella. It's like they they didn't have they weren't going all in on just like all, every three ball shooter. Kevin Durant the only guy on the floor for significant portions of the Warriors game who's over like six, seven and he shoots threes. Like this is, this is not, there is a system and that's where it started. And if you look at who has made it, I mean, even the Cavaliers, we're talking about LeBron James when they're playing their best, it's LeBron James. They collapse on LeBron James and he surrounds him with shooters. Dwight Howard and all the shooters around him who made the finals. Like, this has been going on a long time now, and gone are the days where Kobe's mid-range game and power making the finals. It's not happening. I mean, look at the fucking Celtics. It's not like they're not... Every one of those guys isn't shooting tons of threes. Live and die by it now, and maybe the game will change a little bit when you get the ADs and the Carl Anthony Towns, and but even those guys. I mean, like... The The idea that this system, it already worked. Alvin Gentry has a career because he was an assistant on the Warriors. He's now the head coach of the Pelicans. He fucking said it. He said it. Like, that's the only problem with this theory. It is working. It's working for the Warriors. And if you have the best shooters, it's really, really hard to beat. I just think if
2: Mike D'Antoni got some lines in his head they would have had a way better chance of winning. I don't know. That's my take. I
3: mean, I think Mike D'Antoni's got to bring back the mustache next year. Yeah. Let's 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 leave it at that. Go back to Pringle D'Antoni. All
2: right guys, that's our uh that's our hotline calls 310-359-8365. Um yeah, that's the episode. It was a very full episode. You guys are learning a lot. I hope you've taken some of my uh basic white girl quotes and uh you put them to work.
3: Great. Well, uh, (laughs) thanks for the call from CT up in Seattle. I'll be there uh, next month. I'll be in Lake Chelan, Washington for the 4th of July weekend. I'll be at Bingle Fest the weekend after. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Uh, Backbone of the dirtball fam. Really started with some serious shitheads. If you're a shithead, you're anywhere near Washington, come to Bingle Fest. Talk about mushrooms. We're going to do a lot more than mushrooms at Bingle Fest. We're going to bingle all the way. And uh, follow me, Twitter, at Fix Your Life. Go to com for shows. Two great shows in L.A. this weekend. Tahoe, New York, New Jersey, Washington, San Diego, Chicago for the Dirtball meetup in September. What was formerly week one of the NFL season.
2: Still is. Still is. Uh, yeah, and just so you guys know, Joe's going on the road a lot, but that's not going to affect this show. Just wanted to put that out there. We will make things work. That's my job.
3: i got to make this shit work. I feel like EJ is a good study. I feel like EJ can slide right in here and be like, Mike D'Antoni's the goat. <laughs> over and over. Like, I feel like he's got that in him.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think these guys could hold their own, but they have their own thing, which they haven't done for a while, but we're going to blame
3: Mevo on that. Uh, the interns, YouTube exclusive. I thought you were going to say... <laughs> I thought you said we're going to blame Mevo on that before I realized you said Mevo. And I was like, well, I don't look, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but <laughs> if you're saying it.
2: <laughs> Dirtysports.com, anything you want, it's all there. And, uh, yeah, at Andy Ruther for me, at the Dirty Sports. For the show's Twitter, you guys can drop an iTunes review. It's that easy. Like, just do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> What are guys, what are we what are we, worrying, what are we waiting on here? Because
3: here's You know, I have said for a long time, it's easier to leave an iTunes review than it is to say I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But
2: my rule for the show has always been, if you leave an iTunes review and leave your Twitter handle, I automatically follow you back. Because that's one of two things. I'd like to know who listens to the show. To me, I also want to support you. You support us. I want to support you back with a follow. But it blows my mind the amount of people who clearly listen to the show on Twitter I see from tweets but haven't left an iTunes review. Like we're not one of the biggest shows out there. But you know what helps us on the charts?
3: iTunes reviews. I've noticed only people with their picture on their Twitter leave iTunes reviews.
2: I don't know. I haven't done a case study on that yet. Should check that out. Anyway, guys, that is the show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, just so you guys know, I th- we might be delayed on some of the other dirty sports network podcasts this week because we bumped it's a every- holiday week. We bumped everything back a day.
3: Yeah, it's like when those HBO shows—they don't air on yeah. holiday weekend Sundays, you know. So everything might be back a day this week, but don't worry, we're still Thustin. Dustin.
2: All right, Dirtballs, thanks for listening to the show. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.